Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Radio. This is episode 672 for October 18th, 2021. It's almost Halloween, y'all. And on the show this week, we have Drew. Hello. And we have Anthony. Hello. And the Wombat is having internet issues. He'll join halfway through. Uh, no, he will not be joining at oh. all. Oh, okay. Yeah, like his internet is like straight up down. Oh, so. I thought he was going to come in sounding like a robot. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd be 100% down for that. All right. Uh, so I guess we can talk about... Vi- did any- so Before we get into video games, did anybody watch the DC stuff yesterday? Uh, uh, a bit of it. I figured I that would be all the trailers. Yeah. I mean, there's not really any news. They showed a trailer for each of those games. Like, It's not like they announced Injustice, which we kind of expected they wouldn't. Um... It was something. I don't remember what it was where I was like, oh, that's kind of a surprise. I mean, I watched both of the trailers for the video games, and, like, those games still look good. I still oh, you don't know, what? know exactly it was the Flash. what those, it was, those games I was thinking the Flash trailer. Yeah, I know. Neither I don't. Neither do I. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, because it's unclear. Um, are we getting another Arkham-like game, or are these both more multiplayer focused. I think the Suicide Squad is the one that confuses me, because we saw gameplay of Gotham Knights, and it does look like a co-op RPG style game. Yeah. But like, what is Suicide Squad? We don't even know yet. I'm assuming it's going to be a third-person shooter. I mean, it looks really good, and it is only on PS5 and Series X, so... I mean, And that's next year? 2020. Did they put a date on that? I know Gotham Knights said 2022, but I don't remember if Suicide Squad had a date. I think it's 2022. If both of those games launch in the same year, that'd be awesome, but I somehow feel like Suicide Squad might be 2023. That's that's a long time. I mean, what isn't being delayed nowadays? <laughs> yeah, that's true, but I mean, it's to a point now where if you're going to delay it, if something's not going out for another three years, don't even bother showing it off. I mean, we saw Perfect Dark last year, and that game ain't coming out till 2023. I know. It's, I, I bet you Fable's not out till 2023. Maybe 2024. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, right? And then was it... I think Wolverine said 2023, didn't it? Insomniac's Probably. Wolverine? Probably, because they got Spider-Man next year, right? Yeah, 2022 should be Spider-Man 2, and then oh. I imagine Wolverine's the year after. Yeah, yeah, but at least, at least, like, at least, the, like, there's something in between. Like, they didn't, they announced Wolverine, but, like, you won't see that game until there's more to show. Sure. I feel, there. I feel like they're, that Insomniac is a bit better at that than 
Insomniac's kind of the kings of, of putting out games. I, I won't deny that. But but Drew is right. Hearing about a game and then you you ended up by saying 2023. I don't even want to hear about that game yet. But well, Drew's let me right. rephrase it though. Like it's like I don't think in other cases like Gotham and 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 Suicide Squad they announced it. We don't know what it is, and like it are those things going to stay in the public conversation enough positively? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because. At least when Spider-Man comes out, which I'm going to just take a wild assumption and say that this isn't the game that shows you that the studio doesn't know what they're doing, type of thing. Like, it's going to be a good game, right? Oh, absolutely. There'll still be excitement for Wolverine because it's the same studio, so, like, one game is going to prop up another. Yeah. Right now, Rocksteady hasn't done anything since Arkham Knight, which wasn't anybody's favorite. That was a long time ago. I don't think people realize how long ago that game came out. And and the other game isn't by the same studio, and we don't know when that either of these are really coming out or fully what they are yet. And it's everything's in still in vague uh, vagaries. Like it's just weird. Yeah, I I think I I think some of that might be behind the scenes stuff of like is AT and T or whoever the fuck still owns Warner games like are they trying to sell the shit off like the studios or whatnot you you wonder if they are because let's be fair i follow you know nether realm very very closely we should have had a new game announcement by now their cadence is we should have a new game by now at least announced it should be coming out in like what may of 2022 we don't even know what they're working on and they stopped supporting mortal kombat like six months ago they're definitely working on something, but they're obviously waiting because yeah. they don't know what's happening. And I think it is supposed to be something to do with the DC universe, but they don't know where they're going to be. Yeah. And, and and I also, like I've said, I've heard that they're working on Mortal Kombat because if they get sold, they get to keep that and they can continue making that. So that's the safest bet for them. Yeah, probably. So... I don't know. It'll be interesting. The only thing we got left for the rest of the year, at least as far as what's been announced, is the Game Awards. So if anything gets announced, I'm assuming it'll be there. I don't know. Michael Keaton in the Flash trailer was pretty rad, though. That's what I was thinking of, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I was, it was me like, I saw something from there and it had me excited. Yeah, that was it. The Batman trailer the looks Batman good, too. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Batman, the Batman looks great. Yeah, the Batman, I, I just... Listen, I, I like Robert Pattinson. He makes weird decisions. It's kind of, He's very much a Christian Bale. You know what I mean? Like, even if the movie's bad, you know he's going to be good in it because he does weird things. Although the cast surrounding Robert Pattinson is also great. Um, yeah, Colin Farrell is the Penguin. That's pretty good. Uh, Paul Dano. Yeah, as the Riddler. Paul Dano that's... does weird shit. So, perfect. Um, But... Uh, I don't know, man. I just can't get as excited for Batman when fucking Michael Keaton's Batman is coming back and it's clearly the Batmobile. Uh, the scene where Flash looks at him in the camera and says, are you in? And I was like, oh man, is he going to be in it like more than like two seconds? Yeah. It's good shit. Can't wait for that. All right, let's talk video games. Drew, what you got? Well... I played a lot of Diablo 2, and then I also 
did not play a lot of Diablo 2 because let me tell you what is going on with Blizzard Entertainment right now besides their whole, you know, sexual harassment stuff is they can't seem to get their servers correct on Diablo 2. Yeah. Because I believe that the old net code from Diablo 2 from 2000 is still being implemented into the net code of Diablo 2 Resurrected because they're both still using Battle.net. So for the past two days, I can't log into my character. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so if you have an offline character, you can play as much as you want to. But if you have an online character, because, you know, me and Matt did play co-op together, that character is stored on the servers. If you can't access the servers, you can't access your character. And now, with that system, like, you can't have a character that's both on and offline. You've got to have one or the other, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So I have a sorceress that is an offline character that I can play whenever I want to. But my paladin, who I've put probably, I don't know, 15 hours into, the one that I'm trying to beat the game with for Phoenix Down, I can't play him. Awesome. Yeah. And they released a 19.6 gigabyte update for the game, which is basically because of the game. Uh, and still, it's still not fixed. So... I've, uh, you know, I, I've got, I actually been talking to somebody who's playing along with us and he's like, Hey, have you been able to log in today? And I'm like, Nope. Awesome. So, yeah. It's really awesome. Uh, Diablo two was, was resurrected, especially was going to be like, you know, probably in my top 10 games, but with this bullshit going on, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like genuinely like frustrating because not only is it that I can't even get to my character at play. It's also, you can get dropped from the server while you're playing that character. And let me tell you what happened the other day. I died. And when you die in Diablo two, you have to corpse run back to your body. You know why? Because if you don't reach your body, all of the gear that you've had equipped is laying on your dead body. And you have to go get your body, and then you get your gear back. Well, I died, and was trying to get back to where I died, and I lost communication to the server. Now, there is a way, so let's say I'm playing a normal game, and I die. I don't feel like running all the way back to my body. I can quit the game, come back in, and my body is laying in the town. I can just pick up my stuff there, done. Right? Well, I was like, well, I'm not that far away. I can I can easily go get my body. Well, I disconnected from the servers. Oh, crap. Log back in. My body is laying on the ground. I pick, I pick up my body. I look at my gear. My weapon and my shield, which are the two biggest things that I have on me right now. One of which, the shield is an Ancient's Pledge shield, which is using rune words, which took me a little while to make, is gone. It's not on my body. I can't find it. It's not in my stash. Nothing. So I lost both my unique weapon, which is basically which is the equivalent of a legendary, and a Ancient Pledge shield, which I used rune words for, and it took me a while to get those runes. Awesome. Yeah. 
I was not very happy. And I logged off immediately and went back to it yesterday. And it said, oh, you you, you can't access the, the Battle.net servers right now. And I said, okay, well, then I'm not going to play, it, probably. That sounds like complete shit. It is. It is garbage. It is complete garbage. And this game's been out for a month now. And you still haven't fixed this? So, Quality. yeah. Yep. Been playing uh playing and not playing Diablo 2. Um I also playing for review a game that I actually want to talk about. Um okay. it's called Rainbow Billy. <clears throat> oh yeah, I played through the tutorial of that. Rainbow Billy and the Curse of the Leviathan, I believe is so, the full name. Yes, and so you are like I bet you would like this. Here's the fun story about this, Drew. You weren't on the episode, but one of it was, I think it was just me and Ken. I, it was one of the episodes where I decided I was going to download a bunch of demos from Steam Next Fest or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, perfect. Start up Rainbow Billy. I'm like, this looks fantastic. And I could not get the game to start. It was just sitting there, and I'm like, my controller's connected. It wouldn't register. None of the keys would register. I do not know why to this day, but the demo didn't work. I'm like, I guess that's it. (laughs) I'm playing on Xbox. Um, Rainbow Billy. How do I explain this game? Rainbow Billy, if you look at any screenshot, these characters in this art style is... it's, It's overly cute. That's the best way I can describe it. It looks like some Nickelodeon shit. It well, it kinda, it kinda does. But I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. When I first started this game up, I was like, "What kind of game is this?" Because the game was so overly cute, and and even in the the dialogue and everything like that, I was like, "Is this like a Happy Tree Friends thing where like people <laughs> are just gonna start getting murdered and shit?" No. No, not at all. This is legit a kid's game, and it is the most endearing crap you've ever seen in your life. It is... It, oh, man. It's basically Paper Mario meets Undertale. So, you walk around a little overworld, and when you get into fights, they're not called fights, they're called confrontations. And it's basically you're talking to the person. They're not happy about something. They're either grumpy or they're sad or they're mad or something like that. And you're supposed to talk them out of being that way (laughs) by using the power of acceptance. And I'm just like, this is like, who is this made for? (laughs) Because it's definitely something a kid would enjoy. At the same time, they get into some relatively heavy topics. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird because the combat you you do mini games like whether it be like a rhythm action game or a slot machine or or there's even one where you're basically playing breakout, and and those are your attacks. So when you talk to somebody, you're trying to bring color back to their world, and you you have to choose the correct colors to use on an attack. And when you do that, it fills up a meter that then they 
get color back in their life, they're now more happy or they accept their flaws or something like that. It's it's very much one of those games that's trying to teach kids important life lessons. You know, it, it's okay to be mad. You know, it's it's okay to be to be strong because you want to protect somebody. And so it's it's that kind of a game. And I don't know. I it, it's it's just it's just a really sweet game. And it's actually pretty fun. It's it's never overly challenging. They have some puzzles that that it never stumped me, but it was like, oh, this is kind of intricate. I need to, you know, I need to know when to pull this lever. I need to watch this and this. And it, it's, it's something that I feel like a father and a son would enjoy or, you know, a mother and a daughter would enjoy. Something you sit down with your kid and play together because it has that art style. It has those those life lessons. And I'm enjoying it, and I'm just sitting here by myself as a 35-year-old man, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is, it's very endearing. It has some nice dialogue. It's, it's, um, it's a very endearing game. And I think that, that anybody who has, who has a kid could sit down and really enjoy it together. I start to think, I start to think that maybe we're, we're out of touch of like what kids love nowadays, because I understand what you're saying. It's like an age-appropriate game for the younger kids. But, like, younger kids don't like normal games anymore. They like yeah. fucking wobbly physics games. And my, It's true. My, this is basically a turn-based role-playing game. Yeah, my son wouldn't come within 50 feet of that. He'd be like, yeah. this. Uh, he's actually playing Borderlands 2 right now with, with my wife. They're playing co-op. I mean, nothing drop f bombs in Borderlands. <laughs> he, I heard from the living room last night. I heard him go, "What's a badonkadonk?" To be fair, I'm pretty sure that is um, Tiny Tina that uses that. Probably. Yeah. And I don't think she knows either. No, she probably doesn't. It's just, it's so funny to me to to see like his taste in gaming. If if it doesn't have guns or wobbly physics, he probably doesn't want anything to do with it. I would say, see, the problem is it's a turn-based role-playing game where you do have to do a little bit of thinking. It's not overly complicated or anything like that. Um, but the content itself would be more appropriate for maybe a four- to five- or six-year-old. Once you get like eight, nine, ten, they, they, you know, give me a machine gun and let me shoot aliens or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the content is is ripe for probably a four, five, six-year-old. Where like a parent could read what they're saying to the kid, kind of thing. I think you're both kind of underestimating, though. Like Undertale, a thing that you referenced, is popular with kids. Yeah, I don't understand so like, what kids get into these. I don't know what hooks them into things. I I think I think it's just who's streaming what. To be honest with you. I mean that's probably. that's probably a big part of it. And I, I very seriously doubt anybody's streaming Rainbow Billy. Well, yeah. that's on them. The, the like, the, shame on them. Is a legit good game. Like, I, I, I found myself like drawn to to playing it. Hey, let's it be was, fair. The big, the big popular streams are are sometimes games that are not very good, like Roblox. Yeah, that game is bad. So, hey, whatever, man. Yeah. It's 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 a very endearing game. It's a cross between Paper Mario and and like Undertale, where you know you're. 
I, I, I've, I've played maybe 20 minutes of Undertale, but I, I get the gist that you're actually not supposed to kill things in that game. I mean, you, you totally can. Yeah, you can, but I mean, it's it, the, the game try to, tries to push it that you don't kill anybody. I mean, yeah. So... <laughs> You you don't do that in 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 this game at all. There there is no violence really in this game. It yeah. is it it is just you know this person is mad. Well, let's talk to him. Listen to <laughs> let's, him. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. You're you're having a, a confrontation because somebody's mad and they don't want to let you pass. Oh boy! So it's like a parenting simulator. I, Except that doesn't work. I don't know. <laughs> Throw a little color on them. They'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually really cool. And it's got a really cool art style. It's 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 legit. Like that that game is is something that I think will fly over a lot of people's radar. But they really should take a look at it. Yeah, that's um, that's the thing, man. There's so many fucking video games. Like it's. I, was gonna say, I feel like there's a bunch of really good indie games that are getting skipped over for. Remember how much people talked about, well, you remember how, we, how many people talked about Sable and Sable's out and like I don't hear anybody talking about it. I I could not care less about it. As soon as I kind of knew that there was just kind of like wandering in Sable. Yeah, it's 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 less of a like objective based game. It's more like a hey. Yeah, I I'm kind of tired with just sandboxes. Yeah. It, that's totally cool if you're not, though. I, 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 sorry? Rainbow Billy is right up your alley, then, because they legit just say, you need to go east right now. I can't deal with that, either. That There's there's <laughs> levels. There's in-betweens, and, like, I feel like games really don't want to be, like, in that, in that sweet spot. They either want to handhold you, or they were just like, ah? If I, I could figure it out, do. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I would. I would say. All right, I, I know you're going to judge me for saying this, but when I first started this game, I was like, I'm getting some hardcore Super Paper Mario vibes off of it, and I still do, kinda. Yeah. Why do so, you think I'm get, who's who's going to judge you on this? But you, because you you hold that in such a high regard, and if you sat down and played it, you'd be like, this is nothing like Super Paper Mario. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I mean, it's not because of the gameplay, but I, I, I. I my thing with that is like what you just said specifically about the the tone of it is very much not Super Paper Mario. The 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 structure of the story could be very similar, but like Super Paper Mario goes places where I'm like, I don't think kids should play this. Yeah, yeah but kids no. do because they of don't nightmares. Care. Yeah, I got news for you. If if your kids shouldn't play it, they probably want to. You know, I say that, but I just defended Undertale, and Undertale does some similar things to Super Paper Mario in terms of like, I don't. This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, my 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 wife and my son played through Resident Evil Revelations two, and then played through part of Resident I, Evil six. I say this when I say kids, I I mean like under ten. Oh, um, okay. I think I was I think I was like ten when I played Max Payne. I keep forgetting so, that my son's going to be a teenager in like a year and a half. Yeah. That's that's the thing is like we keep thinking about ah, I don't want my kid to to look at that stuff. But I played Doom when I was like fucking 7. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. well that's a problem there. <laughs> I turned out fine. So, sure, but a lot of people don't, you know. Uh, sure, but I, I mean, also also games now it, 
what's the what's other than shooting things in Doom? Like, there's no story. Like, yeah, some things could scare you, but like, literally, once you've seen it once, that's kind of the end of it. It's not. Um, it's not necessarily about like the 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 shoot. It's not. It's not shooting people that bothers me. It's more like ripping eyeballs out of things. Yeah, like that's where I'd be like, yeah, if you were like ripping and tearing, and it showed you in high detail. But also, I think Doom, even the newer ones, are are so far away from reality that like, eh, you know. Like, at least, at least it's not like a Call of Duty, like where when you stab a dude in the neck, he like bleeds on the <laughs> floor for like ten minutes. Yeah, that you know, that's where we. <laughs> or and and like when I say Super Paper Mario, like. Yeah, you're looking at a cartoon character, but then that cartoon, I guess spoilers for a game that's over a decade old. If you haven't played it, you probably aren't. But, like, early on, like, one of the first, the second boss, I think, she looks like a little girl, of course, just made out of, like, geometric shapes or whatever. And then the head, like, makes a cracking sound, and she twi- the head twists upside down, and then it grows spider legs out of her head. And then she starts marching around because she's a spider with, like, the body of the little girl dangling from the new body of the spider or whatever and it's like one of the most fucked up things and you're like yeah maybe that would mess up a kid (laughs) all right good job nintendo way to go yeah and then that game gets even darker that's just a creepy part of it um but you know at the same thing like one of the final bosses of undertale it's uh some some stuff so I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like I, I also played Duke Nukem 3D when I was doing it right. Shaky yeah, okay, baby. that one maybe a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's. I gave strippers a bunch of uh, dollars and they show you their pinkies. They show teach, me, yeah. Teaching you a life lesson on on tip your workers. <laughs> oh, or waste your money. One of the two. Yeah, yeah that too. All right, what else going on, Drew? Besides Rainbow Billy. Let's see. Uh, I I uh, I've played two of these games before. Uh, I have the Crisis trilogy. Yes. Um, Crisis One sucks. Really? I like Crisis. I, it's fine. I, I wouldn't say it sucks. It's just a boring ass game. Yeah, it you tried to be like a Far Cry? sandbox. Yeah, that's back when the, they were doing that kind of sandboxy, here's a big world, solve the combat puzzle shit. Because, I mean, like, that was kind of Crytek's thing. Yeah. yeah. Crisis like, 2 first... is the best game in that series, if you ask me. Yeah, um, Crisis 2 is good. I There's a lot about 3 that I really like. 3 did okay, but 3... By the time 3 came out, I was like, I'm kind of done with Crisis, if we're I'm... being honest curious and you won't have the answer um i'm wondering what version of crisis it is i have no idea i'm playing playing on xbox so well so here's the reason why i say that in the original pc version there is like a segment that was cut out of the ps3 console release the original crisis yeah I can't recall what segment it was. Hold on but a it, second. It like... The original Crisis didn't come out on... Yes, no. it did. Crisis came out on PS3. It and was... Xbox 360. It was much later. Yeah, it was like an Xbox Live Arcade. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, was, it was a modified version. 
Right, but I'm wondering which version is this remastered version. Well, I mean, the I Crisis, no the first Crisis remaster's been out for a fucking year. I'm sure somebody. I knows still the don't have that. an answer for. Well, what I don't version. know. I I I'm not a Crisis <laughs> scholar, so you could put both versions in front of me without showing me the exact difference, and I wouldn't have a fucking clue. Okay, there we go. Uh, Digital Foundry. I looked it up. Says that the. Uh, Remastered is not based on the original PC version, but the uh, port, which is apparently the more streamlined version in terms of gameplay. Like, there's a segment in the original where you had to fly a ship or whatever, and it was a nightmare. Okay. That's all I know. All right, well, I don't, I don't play enough. Cri- like, Crisis Two, I played all the way through. I did too. Like that was like the the shooter on 360 for like a year. Like that game. Was it was really good. good. It was good. Yeah. And these are these are fine. I mean, it's you know they run at sixty on the new machines, and that's a beautiful thing for Crisis. Yeah, yeah, they're they're decent games. I, I, Crisis One's a weird one uh, for me, but um, I mean, yeah, Crisis Two and Three are, are fine first person shooters. Um, Crisis Three got that bow and arrow, son. Remember that was the does. year of the bow. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a game. <laughs> I like Crisis Three. <laughs> I don't know. I like that one. Crisis Three is okay. I, I honestly, what what really annoyed me about Crisis Three was that it it was like years and years later after the, Crisis the, Two. The weirdest thing was I booted up each game and like at the beginning of Crisis Two, you know, Prophet. Uh, sorry, spoilers for old ass games. Prophet dies. Like, and yeah. you take his suit, and then in three, you're fucking Prophet. Your profit again. So if you didn't finish two, you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you play as Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, Alcatraz. At uh, in the suit. Holy shit, that suit! I still, I still love the mechanic in Crisis Two when they streamlined it for console to where you hold the button to do the attachments. Like yeah. yeah, like you hold it down, he lifts up the gun, and then there's like the three spots, each one to a face button, to where you could put on different pieces, like that mechanic is still cool to me and it's snappy you know it's quick bam bam and now i can do this now i can do this yeah you know? yeah i like so that mechanic. change it up the, the thing that got me was and i when i when i played a little bit of crisis too <laughs> cloak engaged yes. cloak engaged every five seconds cloak engaged and i'm like god i get it the cloak's engaged well i mean he's gotta let you know I guess, but man, I pop up. She would got come back down. Cloak engaged. Cloak engaged. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I play in those uh, for review. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it, all you got to say is like it's crisis. It runs it's really crisis, well. and they yeah. really, really look halfway decent. I mean, yeah. you know, it's that, that's it. I I don't know what else to say. They're, they're they fine to, games. They need to port Warhead. No, Crisis Warhead. Nah, yeah, I don't need to port that. Yeah, they do. Nah, You're gonna have one, but not Warhead, where you play as Psycho. Motherfucker, we got Bubsby, but not Gex. The world ain't fair. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Bubsby, but true. not Gex. Wow. All right, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I, I agree with you, but yeah, dude, I want to play Gex again. Gex was funny. Um, okay, let's not go that far. I he had his, he had the quips. The quips were good. I'm not saying those eh, the quips were okay the first one time you heard them, and then it's like okay. I mean, don't don't forget that that is a that is a reptile that has sex with a woman in those games. Remember that. 
That, that game was horny. Things I didn't need to remember from Deep Cover Gecko. Deep Cover Gecko, baby. You remember the cover? The girl's got a shirt off. You know, it's uh, Gex. Gex enter the gecko. Enter the gecko. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. little double entendre there. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we had a different kind of horny back in the old days. You know that. Let's not forget all the uh, the sexual innuendos in every Ratchet and Clank game. I mean, every title was was an innuendo. Yep. I, I think there's only a couple that are, like, not. The, um, the biggest thing I remember originally, A Crack in Time, yeah. was, supposed to, was supposed to be called Clock Blockers. Yeah, Clock Blockers, I remember that. They God damn it. it. And like that's, I think that's one of the few where it's like, yeah, you could really stretch this to be an innuendo, but it's um, tools of destruction. Eh. Hey, um, after you make like twenty of them, you kind of run out of clever puns that you can show. Full your frontal children. assault is a good one. Um, it's for booty. All for one is not. And then the newest one was uh, well, in, into the nexus was was not one. And then what was the newest one again? Oh, fuck. I, what is the new one called? A Rift Apart. A Rift Apart. There you go. Yeah, which which sounds like ripped apart. Okay. Yeah. That's not sexual. I mean, unless that's your thing. Well, it's not for me, but... Which the P and the, the F. Well, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I'm just... Also, <laughs> did you know that random, random unnecessary fact that everybody can remember? Did you know that Gex in the UK has a different voice actor? Well, of course. It's not going to be... Dana Gould. Dana Gould. But it's not even this consistent across the games. It's <laughs> so fucking weird. Why? What an unnecessary change. I just don't know why we haven't got Gex back. I mean, I, I, every other crappy mascot has come back, and Gex has not come back. Because because Square Enix sees no value in it? Square Enix sees no value in anything. Okay, first off, you have forgotten we have never got a remaster to blast up. Yeah, well, but okay, that's well, uh, come on the the Phil Hartman. Yeah, you're not going to replace him. No, yeah, it's, that's true. The best you could get is Billy West, and you could still tell it's Billy West. Yeah, just just leave that one alone. Not to mention, have you played that game in the last two decades, Drew? It's, it's not good. Absolutely horrible. It's, it's one horrible. of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And not but to mention, Phil, but it had Phil Hartman in it, and that not, was the whole reason why I played it. Don't forget, Drew, that game is also misogynistic now. This is very true. Because all you're doing is going through the level, collecting like these girls in dancing cages. Yes. But you shouldn't play that game regardless, because it's just fucking awful. It's a horrible game. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. At least Gex was a good video game. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you can. You might not always be right, but you can say that. The the Game Boy Color versions of Gex Enter the Gecko and Gex 3 are collectathon platformers that are 2D. It, they're the weirdest thing ever. Speaking like for a Hidden Gems episode, I should bring it up, Drew. But uh, they're they're actually pretty good. They're pretty good conversions of uh, the 3D platformers. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else? What else you got? Uh, uh, the last thing I can talk about. I mean, obviously, I played Overwatch, but who gives a shit? Um, did you get your skin? I, uh, I did get my skin. The, the Genji skin? Yeah, the Genji Maybe. skeleton skin. That's literally, the, I played until that thing popped and then I turned it off. Me too. <laughs> 
I feel like since I have stopped playing Overwatch, either I've gotten dumber or the people they're putting me with have gotten dumber, and I think it's the latter. I, it could be. It's it's bad. Um, it's bad now. Yeah. I did watch I, the the Overwatch two matches, and that game moves a hell of a lot faster with five people. I'm telling you, that is not Overwatch. Yeah. It they have changed it into a first person shooter. When you can when when you can have a single character wipe an entire team, that's not Overwatch. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how it plays out, but uh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know if I'll keep going. We'll see. I don't. I don't think I will. I, I hate to say it like that, but I don't think I will. But uh, the other game I played, which is a brand spanking new game that came out uh, this week, Back for Blood. Oh yeah, I tried to play that and it crashed twice, and I was like, you know what, this ain't worth my time. Really? Yeah, like crashed in the the camp. I didn't have a single problem. Yep, that's uh, that's why I haven't did played play it. Yet. Did you play it on like unlocked day? I played the early access game last week. I haven't tried it this week. They may have fixed some stuff because the thing ran smooth as butter for me. I you know, I have no doubt that they've got it fixed, but like that type of game did not say come back because hmm. I would need somebody to play it with. I played with randoms. I don't want to play with random people. I, I we had a decent time. Hey, I, I, it was, it was fun. I, like, I, I, I didn't mind it. it left for dead. I mean, it's, they got that card system and, you know, they got Michael Ironside. I believe it's Michael. I mean, what else is he doing? I, I don't know. He's not doing Sam Fisher. So, uh, I, you know, he, he, you get those little cutscenes where they tell you, "This is what the cards do, and this is this, and this and this." And I'm like, "This is really complicated for a Left for Dead game." I don't want to like, invest that much into a Left for Dead game. I want to start a match and go from point A to point B, shooting things. Sure, and you can do that, and they do have that little card system. And sure, I just, I basically just like, all right, whatever. I don't a faster reload speed, go for it. And I just pick that card. But if you're hosting the game, you also get to choose the card that makes the game more difficult. Ah, fuck that. And that's interesting. That's the that's the interesting part because they change up a lot of the mechanics of the, the actual game itself. Um and there's also challenges. So there could be a card that has a challenge on it saying like, oh nobody gets incapacitated this entire match or this entire round and you get extra you know currency that you can purchase stuff with and uh i i, I kind of like the way they're going with it it, it, it gives the game more legs i think because, I, I think another know, reason that, that you're probably okay with this is you haven't played like all of the ones that have come out like I, i'm so burnt on the four v the world games so i played world war z Played World War Z Aftermath, played Aliens, Fireteam Elite. Like, I've played all of those in the last six months. Generation yeah. Zero. Generation Zero is a bad video That was game. bad. What was that one that me and you played with Aliens? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that game We called? didn't mind that one. It was buggy as all get out, but it was all right. What the fuck was the name of that game? I can't remember what it was called. But we called it Left 4 Dead with Aliens. Yeah, it was just Left 4 Dead with Aliens. But, like, I've played so many of these games, and the scary I mean, part I is... I've played a good amount of them. Like, I'm just burned on that formula, because it's like, you either play with people and enjoy it, or you don't play at all. And, like, sometimes well, I, I just... I don't know. 
Yeah, I played with with right when I played. I played to get the the three achievements for the quest. There's a monthly quest that they added for it, and I played to just get those three achievements. But I kept playing. I got played for about two hours, and I was you like, "Rock Galactic." No, that's no. the minor game. Yeah, that's the minor okay, game. I thought I had it. No, nope. thought I had it. The other thing is, Drew, is I think World War Z is a better game, and it's World the War same Z thing. Is pretty good. World War Z is pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. That's fine. I, I just I'm just explaining why I haven't gone back to it because like I played World like I played Back for Blood in the beta, and like I played through one level, I was like, yep. That's left for dead. I don't. I, I really don't feel the need to play it. <laughs> um, quick question: Who did you think was uh being played by Michael Ironside? The, the main dude in the camp. Yeah, the guy he's, also like the, he's also the tutorial dude. Is his name Phillips? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know any sh- names. Because oh, I'm pretty sure it's Darren DePaul. Because Michael Ironside isn't in this list, and Darren DePaul has a very similar voice. Okay, well, that's um, got to be him then. Because he Doesn't also he voices Reinhardt. Reinhardt, yeah. Darren yeah. DePaul does Reinhardt. Oh, and J. Okay. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man and a thousand other voices. I'm pretty sure he's that also dude's the got, voice of... That dude's got range, and he looks like Lloyd Kaufman. Yes. Yes, yes he, he does. He's a very small man. Yeah, he looks he's... like Lloyd... He even wears the bow ties, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... But he has this Reinhardt German loud sounding gruff voice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the voice of um one of the main characters in Final Fantasy fifteen. Um oh my god, the big guy. No, he's not Gladios. Gladios is played by the guy who does uh junk rat. But man, a lot of a lot of overlapping voice actors. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's Arden. He's Arden, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That dude's got range, man. Give him that. No kidding. No kidding. So Reinhardt's giving me my mission. Yeah, Reinhardt's giving you your missions. He's like, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Back for blood, left for dead. Did you see the KFC tweet? That was funny. Yeah, I did. Like, you know what? I get you're trying to be funny, but it's not, I mean, it's just mean. Well, it's also the same team, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Did, did mean, you like, see the reply from Turtle Rock? Yeah. <laughs> they deserved that because yeah. I mean, like, really? I mean, oh shit! That the reply from Turtle Rock was great. It was eleven herbs and spices, and you still can't. <laughs> still make bland ass chicken. Still make bland ass I don't know. I, Black, Back for Blood is fine. I like usually whenever I do a quest game. As soon as I finish my quest, I delete it. Nope, I still got it on my hard drive. I may, I may boot it back up. Boy, I deleted. I deleted the Long Dark super fast this week. I like the Long Dark. I do not like. I walked across the map and I was like, "Pop, delete." <laughs> I know. Well, you're not big on those survival games. Oh, I hate survival games. I cannot stand them. It's like, how many trees do I have to chop down with my rock axe? No, nah, that that's not that kind of game. Uh, still, I don't I don't like any of those games. Yeah, the Long Dark's like one of the something the most solid ones they got out there, and they're still releasing content for it. I I think I'm just an old jaded gamer. Like, if you put a hunger or a thirst meter or a rogue or a card element in your game, I'm just I'm just out. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, nothing else I can think of. Back for Blood. Um, I, I don't mind it. It's 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 pretty fun. I mean, it was Left for Dead with with a few little modifiers here and there, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. And it's got full crossplay. So if you got a friend that's playing on PC and you want to play on Xbox, go for it. Go for it. If, uh, truthfully, I, if there's not crossplay in a game nowadays, I'm like, come the fuck on. What are you doing? Yeah, like what are you doing? But and truth be told, I played with two PC players. Like it was, and we had one bot, and the game does not count the bot doing anything. Because no. at the end, at the end of a, of an area, it always says, you know, this person did this and this and this. And then we had mom, and mom had zero kills. I'm like, that's a lie, but okay. <laughs> All right, well, you know. All right, uh, Anthony, you got five minutes. Go. Fuck off. <laughs> um. All right, so I spoke previously about a game called Eastward. Oh, yes. It's a really don't. It kills me to say this, but don't buy that game. I I haven't yet. I wanted to, and then I keep hearing no. like like people talked about it the first week, and then when they go back to it, they're like, eh. So when you play the game, it's really good. However, there this it's a first time studio, so it feels bad. Although it's published by Chucklefish, but it's a first time studio, and um. <laughs> This is going to be a negative segment for me, and I apologize in advance. Um, so I I started it up. I liked it. You know, it, every game, I feel like there's like a, a level of like, you have to establish everything. So if it's going to be a Zelda-like game, which is what a lot of people are saying this game is, even I did, um, you're going to have dialogue. Uh, but the problem is, is this game has so much dialogue, and it's not paced well enough between gameplay segments, and it's just constant nonsense. Like, it's not moving a plot, it's, it's trying to be quirky. And you can do both things simultaneously. Now, it could be the fact that this is a Chinese dev, um, so, you know, I'm sure someone had to look at original dialogue that was written and 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 localize it and stuff but um i'm just i'm sitting there and i'm like when am i gonna actually get to play again and then you get a moment where you actually have control and it's literally walking from one spot to another nothing happening so the dialogue could continue and it's not it's not engaging and it's not asking me as a player to engage it's just trying to be weird Look at how quirky these characters are. Weird is not the word I should use. It's quirky. And when I say quirky, I mean, like, the try-hard quirky. Like, aren't these characters so weird? Like, not really, no. I've seen this enough where this doesn't isn't weird. This is actually annoying. These characters aren't adding to the plot. They're wasting my time. Uh, if you want to have quirky characters, uh, have one. Don't have a majority of the cast be quirky. Um, because they're, they're just slowing everything down. And we had a quirky character and I liked the way he played off people when the, so the first segment of this game is spent in this underground city and it's really well done because it's, it is a weird situation and it's run by a mayor who's corrupt 
And so it allows these characters to be quirky, but it feels like that's just how these people live because they're so far removed from a normal society. So as soon as these your main characters go up to the real world and everything's kind of just the same, it it doesn't have that excuse of like, oh, this is an underground city that's been locked off from the real world by a corrupt mayor who is in full control. Like These characters shouldn't exist anymore. And they're slowing down any forward momentum that the plot has. Like, literally, I do not know what is going on. There's no, there's no overarching, uh, overarching goal. That, so, take any Zelda game that has a ton of dialogue in the first half. There's still an I Twilight Princess, a game that I think also has the same issue that um, Skyward Sword did, but Skyward Sword has now remedied that fact. There is still a clear goal that we are moving towards as a character. Is it slow at first? Yes, but is establishing a world that we will stay in, not a world that we will leave early on to move on to the next world that has no connection? Um, there is no plot going on. I, I don't know what the goal of this game is anymore. And I'm not playing anything, I'm just watching dialogue happen. So I'm I'm kind of done. And a lot of people keep saying, well, it's like Zelda. Yeah, when you play a dungeon, it is Zelda-like in some sense. But it is never as engaging. The puzzles are never as interesting. Um, it's a very pretty game. But it, it seems like it... It seems like the devs have seen, like, Earthbound. Because clearly that is the inspiration. But fail to understand how that game works works which is a constant issue like if you look at something like uh, y2k or yik um that rpg also is trying to be quirky and seems to fail to understand that it like earthbound nails it in like a way that they don't have everything be quirky there's there's a mundanity to it as well nothing is mundane in this title um so don't buy it i i I hate being (laughs) that person that has to be like don't buy this game but it's also it's also genuinely expensive right it's like 30 bucks or something yeah yeah and i bought it i'm not this is that's not an impulse purchase 30 dollars is not an impulse purchase no and so i had watched this game through development and i feel like they've chosen well on what to show but they're showing stuff in its dialogue segments, and I'm like, well, that's not going to be the whole game. And I guess technically it's not, but it's a large majority of it. And it's disappointing because, like, they've put full effort into, like, a full RPG that's inside this game. Like, there's a fake Dragon Quest that you can play as well. And I'd rather just kind of play that. But I, I'm so tired of not moving the plot forward that I just don't engage with it because it's not it's not going to move the plot forward like it, it's it's a frustrating game because it's like it's so pretty and and when I'm actually playing it it's fun but then it does everything in its path to uh, everything yeah whatever I, I don't care I'm, I'm frustrated this is the words <laughs> I'm using it does everything possible to make it so it's not fun and I'm not saying that 
because trust me, I'll, I'll be fought on the next next game I talk about. I'm sure as uh, the internet has decided it's one of the best games ever. Um, but this is a game where I'm like, I feel like a lot of people are going to come away from it feeling like they've been um, not ripped off, but lied to on what this game actually is. Um, if the story was better, I think I could forgive it more. Um, but it's just not like, it's just not there for the the most part. And, and, and having a character called the night stalker, um, yeah. So there's a character who, who encompass, there's a character who's quirky, but like, it makes sense because he's weird. Like he's supposed to be kind of a clown performer character. And at one point he performs as a character called the Night Stalker. And I'm like, I feel like you. Like, I know you don't understand this, but someone along the way should have gone. Maybe that's not the name you should choose. Yeah. Because the character is supposed to be good. But I'm like, is this. Is this going to go poorly? Like. Is his real name Richard? No. Okay. No. Um, but I mean, like, which one of. So is it Richard Ramirez or is it the uh, the original Night Stalker that we're referencing? Like the what... TV show where the guy's looking for supernatural beings. Oh God, Bojack. No, yeah, yeah. He was also the Night Stalker. Yeah, it's a bad name to choose. Don't do that. Yeah. And this character, this whole, and by the way, that whole segment where this this character introduces himself as his alter ego, which actually is just him with a mask on, so like everybody kind of knows it's him. Not funny. Doesn't move the plot forward. Great. I'm glad my... So, so, and I can time it because, like, I try to play this on my lunch break. And so, 30 minutes. 30 minutes I never got to the next segment. 30 minutes on the next break I took. Because we just take two 15-minute breaks together when we're on night shift. Um, I didn't get anywhere else. Like, it didn't move further. Like, it was an hour of just not doing anything. Like... Sounds super yeah, fun. Don't, yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, I'd forgive it more if it was like random encounter, like old school RPG. That's the weird part, because it's like, that's paced better. But no, it's like Zelda, but with way too much dialogue in between. Anyways, the next game mm. that I finished. Yeah. Like I said, this is the negative segment, and I apologize in advance. Um, Metroid Dread. I finished it. And um, I don't know what other Metroid games people have played, but I don't feel like this. Like, Samus feel, like, in terms of movement, this is one of the best games. It looks pretty, too. Um, I think the tone is right for a Metroid game. which It doesn't feel like too action, but it's got a little bit of that Aliens vibe returning. Um, And towards the end of the game, it felt difficult, but fair. Not punishing, like, oh, I have to learn how to beat this boss better. Like, it's on me to become a better player now and and learn rather than, like, fuck you, you didn't do the right thing from the get-go. Um, I, I'm just going to go through my list of grievances. Um, one, the map is too maze-like. I know that sounds weird for Metroidvania, but a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Because it's not... If you're in a cave, it's one thing. 
But a lot of this game is not cave based. A lot of it is built like built like rooms in an actual complex. And it doesn't make sense. And when the Emmys are gone, those segments are just labyrinths that kind of are useless. Just more rooms to tread. Um, and like that's kind of disappointing. So that could be forgiven if there was a good way to get across the map faster, but there isn't. So any backtracking you have to do is now artificially lengthened because of how awful the map is laid out. Then you try to use the map, and the map is kind of useless. Um, I really wish I could turn off those icons, but I can't. Um, so it's just this cluttered mess that I can't zoom in well enough, so it's kind of pointless anyways. Um, there is, so the beginning of the game I thought was fine, but then there's a big portion in the middle where, and somebody argued with Ken and I over this, and I may have called him some rude names, and he (laughs) deserved it. Um, I don't feel like this game gives you enough direction. In other Metroidvanias, there's two ways that you can give... Well, there's three, I guess, ways you can give direction. One is literally just pointing where to go next, which is what Zero Mission Infusion did. Um, It doesn't give you the answers. It just points... It tells you that you're close. And it tells you you're heading in the right direction. Um, Obviously, you could be more direct and be like, this is the room you need to go to. But usually it's just a yellow uh, point on a map... And it kind of just says, it's in this area. And when you fill out the map, you clearly figure out what room it's in. That's a way to tell you that you need to be looking there to move forward. Uh, The second way is by the abilities that you have now. Um, When you get a new jump ability, like say you get a double jump ability. The double jump ability clearly opens up paths that you have seen in the past... And there's places to go for, like, that is the way you go forward. And usually the main way is the most obvious place to use that ability. That's another way to direct players. The the third one, which is not as common, is, like, background material. Um, And this game does a bit of that early on, where you see a boss moving through the level and you follow it. Um, That's a, a little bit more obtuse, but it's still an interesting way to do it. In the middle of this game, it doesn't do any of those. And early on, the game tells you that if you get stuck, just shoot blocks. Which isn't necessarily the... Like, just shoot the walls and ceiling. And maybe you'll find the way, but... That's That's a a bad... That's a bad way to do... Like, so I'm supposed to do, like, this tedium work... Because you didn't figure out a better way to explain how to move forward. And, and a lot of people defending it, but I'm like, in previous Metroid games, those were for bonuses. Those were for the upgrades. Yeah, that's for like finding, that's like, that's like finding the wall chicken. Yeah. And so I'm going to point out that one of these games, a, a game that a lot of people criticize and is one of the early, I think it's actually the first uh, Angry Video Game Nerd video which is Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. You remember how abstract and obtuse parts of that game are? Well, I'd argue that this game follows a lot of that, and it wasn't okay then. Definitely not okay now, because we've learned so much in between. Um, 
And because there's the Emmy, and I don't know which way to go forward, and I've got a new ability, which, by the way, if you're going to have a mission log, don't just tell me what ability I got last. That's pointless. Just get rid of it. I can see that on my status screen, but then you have a log that tells you that... <sighs> so... I ended up wandering through an Emmy section trying to figure out which way to go. Because, again, the map is laid out like a labyrinth. And it has all these war like um, these teleporters that I have to use. Because the map can't be accessed fully through the main segment of the going throughs. And I'm like, I don't... I don't fully comprehend how someone looks at this game and goes, this is what Metroid has always been, or this is what Metroidvanias always are. Because I've never been lost in a Metroidvania like I was this game. Towards the end, I didn't have that issue. Towards the beginning, I didn't have that issue. But there's a certain point in that game where I can see all the things, or I remember where I, like, oh, I saw I saw a spot where I can use that, or... uh. The example early on is that there's cold areas. They tell you early on you can't access cold areas. I have a suit that allows me to go into cold areas. So I'm like, well, clearly it's behind one of these doors. So I go. And behind that door is a missile upgrade. I've now traveled across the map for a missile upgrade. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? So the missile economy in this game is poorly optimized because... You have to use missiles constantly, and it gives you missiles constantly, but 90% of the upgrades that you find in this game are two missile upgrades. And it, yeah. it, it feels more like there are just two, like, give me five or ten per upgrade and, 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 and cut the upgrades are, down massively. Yeah, there are five missile upgrades, or ten missile Yeah, there are, but things, make them like, all that. Yeah, so... <sighs> Not a spoiler. All the bosses up until the final boss require missiles to be used. Or charge shots, which are just not... When you're moving around, it's it's very yeah, hard to... Don't, to... don't do that. No. Um, because all the bosses have an attack that will give you missiles. Yes. Um, you, you never... You, I was never out of missiles. So, at that point, on a just a control scheme thing, let me... Use a switch to missile option. Let me lock the missile button down. Oh yeah, instead of having to hold it. Hold it. Now there's a reason why, but then there's other buttons that aren't used on the controller that could be used to have the other ability be activated. Anyways. So yeah, getting lost is not a commonplace thing for myself anyways in Metroidvanias. I feel like a lot of them use smart methods to kind of show you where to go forward. And an asshole on the internet found Ken and I engaged with it and I shouldn't have. Um and and argued that that is just a feature of like Metroid and Castlevania and games that are like that. And I'm going to tell you now that no, it is not that case. Exploration is not part of those games, generally. Exploration is how you get upgrades, which is kind of like outside of the original Metroid, all of them have given you more direction. Um, even Samus Returns has a Metroid radar to tell you that a Metroid is nearby. 
points you in the right direction in some sense. In the middle of this game, I did not know where to go. And like to me, that is a problem because my 11-hour experience should have been probably 8. I did not explore optionally. I explored because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And now I've seen some people, and it's funny because I criticized him, what, two weeks ago? Um, call out David Jaffe over this. I'm saying that he's bad at video games, which may or may not be the case. I don't know. But I can't believe I'm saying this. It's not fully wrong. Like, he's pointed out that shooting random blocks is not good game design. And I argue that he is absolutely correct. The video that someone showed, because he says there's nothing to show you, to tell you to shoot those blocks. Um, the video then zooms in on the enemy above the the above the ceiling that you're supposed to shoot out that looks like it's in another part of the room that you can't access why would you shoot that enemy when the game clearly establishes early on until you have a certain power up that you cannot fire through walls if that is your example of good game design you're an idiot that's all i have to say because that is terrible. And the most of the people that are in the video sh shooting the ceiling that you're supposed to, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, shoot it by accident. Good game design. Even if I got it first time, the fact that there are multiple people having these issues and there are others that are going, no, you're wrong. This game is perfect. This is just a part of the game. It's not even a part of other Metroid games. Tell me you've never played a Metroid game without telling me that you've never played a Metroid game. Like, I'm not telling, I'm not saying this game is bad. I'm not saying people can't enjoy it more than I do because fucking obviously I'm miserable. Um, but I, I just, if this is your first experience to Metroid and you don't like it, it's a bad game to start off with. I, I, like. I think the, the bosses take too much damage or too uh, too much of Samus's health. Like, if it's going to just kill me in three shots, like, why do I have a full health bar? You know? Like, it take, they, they take out so much health. And, like, not towards until the, like, not till the end did I feel like I had any sort of chance against some of the bosses. Um, it, It's just this weirdly difficult, but not really more like punishing game because again i think difficulty implies that there's a learning curve to it i don't think there's anything really to learn with this game it's just like outright unfair at times um but clearly i'm in the minority of people that feel that way and it's like whatever if this is what metroid's gonna become i'm probably just not interested anymore well it's, it it's also it's also telling that nintendo like they haven't made a Metroid game, and I couldn't tell you how long. Like they uh, don't... the last one was you Zero Mission. Yeah, like they they farm those out. You know, Retro Suit, which Retro did an amazing job with Metroid Prime, uh, and Mercury Steam has done decent with Metroid. Like I don't hate Dread. I think Dread I don't has hate a... Dread either. Like I think but there's like... a lot going for it. But yeah, there there are a lot of criticisms. That it's like you said, any other game did this, it'd be crucified. 
so um, yeah, I, I would argue that like because with to, in in the world of video games, a lot of AAA games are not Metroid style games, right? Um, you know, those are double A at best. Because uh, like I'd argue that like um, anything that um, Yacht Club, not Yacht Club, um, really way forward does that's like those are double a games right it was like it's not a huge publisher behind them ever if any um and like yeah they're well known enough and you know they have the budget but like they're not competing for 60 dollars. they they release for less and then it's everything under that is just independent stuff that is you know clearly inspired by metroid and symphony of the night and all that stuff if one of those games did it, did the things that this game does, I feel like it'd be criticized. Because even Hollow Knight, which has its criticisms, it, it is clearly trying to go for different things. It's never, like... It's a hard game, but there's a learning curve to it. It's never like, well, just figure it out and just hit everything. Um, you know, they don't give you a map function, but that's because they're asking you to choose to either map it or have another ability in the place of a map. Um, and, and, like, they, they also have... Like, I, I never learned the map of this game. Because it was just... It was all samey. Like, it's very pretty looking. But outside of a few key areas, like... It just there's all no, kind of blended There's no, in. like, landmarks and milestones and just... Yeah. Like, when... when for a good example is, and it's, it's, like, burned into my brain, is when I was playing Metroid Prime, like, I had... So much of that map memorized, like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go past this point to this part to do this thing. And, like, I knew where I was going without even looking at the map. Yeah, and, like, if I'm going anywhere in this game, the first thing I did was open up my map. Yeah, I did that, too. Like, every time, I'm like, I pull up the map. And I'm like, well, where am I going? What am I doing? Do I have to go up? Do I have to go down? Like, it's just a lot. And it's just, it's a... It's not a bad game. And I think the reason why I'm so sort of negative on it is because when it hits its highs, which it does at the end, boy, does it ever do it at the end. But this is the beginning, too. Like, this game kicks off hard. Ken, when the ending of this game might be my favorite ending to any Metroid game. Sure, sure. But, I mean, it, it starts off good, too. And And, like, there's some really cool boss fights, like some really good ideas, even. Um, again, there's this weird portion in the middle that just doesn't feel blended in as well. Um, the last two, well, the last Emmy fight, because the last, the last one is actually just kind of a throwaway. Um, but, um, the last real Emmy fight, oh, was satisfying. Like it felt like the first time I took down an Emmy and I'm like, it's just this, this weird gate, this game where it's like, I don't need it to hold my hand but it also need it to like understand that i'm still trying to play the game like let me let me talk to the computer you have like the computer segments in this game are kind of pointless because he just he tells you you have a new power and that bad things are happening and then he disappears and he never gives you any direction you just like you need the you need this power up Okay. 
all right, goodbye. And then he turns off and you're like, why did we have this conversation? I'd rather have not known that was a power up and then just found out later. Um, it's not a bad game. It really isn't. Um, but I, I just, I see a lot of people outright, like criticizing people that have any sort of criticism on this game. And I don't think that's, like, if that's the attitude that this community and, like, Metroid fans are going to have, like, don't be surprised when the next Metroid game people aren't engaging with because, one, they didn't like Dread, and two, because the community then crucified them for not liking Dread. Like, this is how a, this is how a game series dies based on its fans. Um... But, like, it's not a bad... I haven't heard anyone say this is a 1 out of 10. You know, like, which would be a little bit more absurd. Like, I personally think it's, like, a 7 out of 10. It's not Metroid's best. It's it, it's on the lower end of things for myself. Um, but, like, you know, it can't... I think it's not as good of a game as, as Other M, but Other M has the worst story. The dumbest trash of oh my god that don't play other m just don't <laughs> don't play other m is the way because it's just not worth it to have like this badass character ruined but yeah I, I went in wanting to love this game so it's like not like anybody can say like oh you just didn't want to like it like i love metroid prime is one of my favorite games of all time metroid zero mission metroid fusion also on that list um, I know Super Metroid's a lot of people's favorites. Uh, you know, I was too used to the additions of like the the way that the Fusion and and Zero Mission control to really ever love Super Metroid as much. But like that is also an amazing game, and I just don't think Dread stands up to those titles either. Um, it's it's all it's on par with like Prime Hunters for me. Which is a good game, but also has a lot of downfalls. So, I, 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 I'm really trying to just... Like, I, I hate it, because I feel like I'm going to be like attacked for having an opinion on this game. Well, that's when the thing. Can... Just, like, just like fucking Plastic Box Warriors. If you like your game, you like your game. If somebody doesn't like it, let it go. Like, it's like, you don't argue and, 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 and here's And here's the thing. I'm trying to point to the direct spots where I have an issue with it. You can't tell me those spots don't exist when I can point to them and say, like, that's not good. It's not, like, the worst thing ever. I'm not saying, like, shooting at random blocks has totally taken away from my experience, but, like, you take that, you take a lack of direction, and it compounds. And, like, if you can get past that, awesome. Like, I, I play... Sh there's some... Sh like, I like Deadly Premonition. I, you know, like, I totally understand how, like, people can have problems with video games. <laughs> and, like, the ability to overlook them. Because Deadly Premonition has a lot of problems. But I love it still. Um, it's okay to have somebody criticize it, and you still be like, it doesn't bother me as much. And I say this because, again, Ken and I had a fight with <laughs> somebody who just did not like the fact that we did not have the best of times with Dread. So, um, but Ken, I can say this, you need to finish it. Yeah, I will. Because I will, it I will really is, 
it really is the best, possibly the best ending any Metroid game. I will definitely go back and finish it. And it's gonna be weird because the next game, in theory, because I don't know when it's actually gonna happen and come out, is Metroid Prime 4. And remember, Metroid Prime takes place long before Dread. And it's not going to make a lot of sense with some of the stuff that ends up happening in Dread to go back to that. Alright. The story of this game is so fucking cool. If you like Metroid but you don't have a Switch and you're, or you, you've heard me talk and you're like, I don't know if I'm into this, at least go and watch a playthrough. And do yourself that favor, so you don't have to suffer through some of the the lacking gameplay parts, but you can still enjoy the fucking badass story (laughs) this game has. I I will say that. It is one of my favorite Metroid stories. It felt like watching um, Aliens again, because Samus is just this badass that does not give a fuck. (laughs) Ugh. That is is the takeaway, though. Like, eh, it's okay, but... the story's really good. And then the last game, because like this week's been kind of chaos, as uh, I'll just say it now, uh, I handed in my resignation because I'm starting a new job in the next two weeks. Or actually over the next two weeks, whatever. Um, but um, is Tetris Effect on Switch, because I can only buy that game so many times. I own it on the PS4. I bought it on the PC. I've played the Xbox version because it's part of Game Pass. And then I bought it on the Switch. And it's still the fucking amazing. Um, so, here's a thing that I have not experienced with the Switch, because I don't feel like anything really uses it. HD Rumble. And one, two Switch, dude. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, Mario, Mario Odyssey plays. Mario Odyssey does. Sure, okay, I, I I guess so. Um, I don't think it stood out to me as much in Odyssey as it does with this, where it sounds like a car accelerating. It makes sound. Like, I can hear it go... Like, so... <laughs> it's pulsing to the music, because of course it's the same team that did Res, so of course it has to. Um, but... When you're going through the story mode, like, you'll finish a section, and then they'll kind of zoom into the next area, and the feeling the controller made was so crazy, I I was like, this is why HD Rumble exists, this is absolutely insane. Um, it, yeah, man, I, I love Tetris Effect, I think it's one of the best Tetris games ever made, um... Because not only does it have multiplayer now, and it's got the story mode that's really neat, um, it has master mode, and I know I've talked about master mode before, but master mode is, like, the closest thing you can get to Tetris Grandmaster without buying, like, one of the extremely expensive arcade boards, or somehow getting a copy of the 360 Tetris Grandmaster, um, which is, like, Tetris at the most extreme difficulty. Grand, uh, Master mode in this is very similar to that. Um, and, like, it's... The blocks are at the bottom. Like, immediately. There's no fall animation. They're there, and you have seconds to decide where it's going. And, like, 
it is super satisfying to do well in that mode. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Like I, I, you know, I've done a bit of pit cross and stuff, which is, you know, how many times can we go over that? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just been a, a week of disappointment in terms of video games. And it's just because I haven't had time to play better things. I did, however, pick up, um, Unsighted, which is a game I also played on the, so when I played one of, again, one of those times I played a bunch of demos on Steam, um, I played Unsighted, and it had a Zelda Metroid vibe to it, but what I didn't know is that it's on a timer, so if you're not there at certain times, you'll miss events. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can deal with that, because I hate the FOMO feeling of video games. Um, except ones that are on the loop, like Majora's Mask, I don't have an issue, because I'll just get it the next time through. Um, but they've just recently did an update to remove that, if you want. So I might, I'm going to try it with it on, and then if I hate it, I'll just play the normal version. Or the version just, without the timer. Should have just so. played it on Game Pass, see if you liked it. No, I liked the game. It was just more of like, I was going to buy it because I wanted it on Switch. Um, It wasn't the... It was just, I was waiting because I was like, I don't know if I want to play it with a timer. And I was like, maybe I'll play it on Game Pass. And as soon as they're like, we have now have a mode that turns the timer off. I was like, right, it's an instant buy. Because the demo, so the demo for that and the demo for Unmetal were the two standouts for me from whatever time I did that. Um, and obviously Unmetal's fantastic. Um, I just haven't played more of it, unfortunately. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I, I'm sorry for going on about a game that I it sounds like I don't like, which is Metroid Dread, but I, I really do love moments of that game. I just wish all of it kind of rose higher to meet those moments. Ken, it's your your turn now. Yeah, see, here's the funny thing. Y'all two wouldn't shut the fuck up. So it's a good thing that I can't talk about the game that I played the most this week. And then you were trying to speed me up. See how I've worked out? Hey, between the two of you, you ran an hour and 20 minutes talking about video games. Okay, well, one of us took way more, and it wasn't me. You both took about the same time. You both took about 40 Fuck minutes. You, <laughs> Let me dog on Drew, right? Drew's asleep. He's not even here anymore. That's fair. I am so sick of hearing you guys talk about Metroid Dread. <laughs> Drew's never buy a Metroid Dread. Here's why. Why would I? It's the reason why I said just get Far Cry. Yeah. All right, um, so I can't even tell you what I'm playing. I can't talk about what I'm playing, and that's what I've spent probably 13, 14 hours playing this week. So I'll just go through uh, a couple little games that I played. We talked about Metroid. We talked about Back for Blood. Um, I am playing more of Unmetal. Uh, actually, before I got this game that I'm playing, that's the game that I was kind of trying to work through. Uh, I think I'm about an hour in now. I've taken out the first boss, which is Grenade Guy. And that is a great segment where he's he's adding things and the guy just goes, I'm going to leave that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave that out of the report. Drew, I cannot continue to suggest that you pick this game up. It, being a fan of Metal Gear like me, you need to play this game. Okay, all right. It, it, is, it is super awesome. I love everything about it so far, and it plays wonderfully. Like, it, it feels really good to play. Um... 
what else did I play? I tried that Ring of Pain that's on Game Pass, and it's a roguelike card game, and I fucking deleted that so fast. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it it's, it went on Game Pass the same day as Riftbreaker, which I also tried out. Riftbreaker is cool if you're into kind of tower defense meets like a Diablo-style action game where you're like running around on this planet with a mech and you can build a base and do some like resource mining and then build up defenses for like waves of enemies to come in. Like that game is really cool. Like I like the the concept of it. I do wish it was a little more explanatory on like how to do things. So like when they first drop you in, they're like, go find some of this resource. But then like I couldn't tell what was giving me the resource. So it, it felt really confusing like, I just wish there was a little more tutorialization for that game, because I think what it does is really cool. I would just like to better know how to do the things it wants me to do. Um, Ancient Stories Gods of Egypt is a straight-up, like, slide-block puzzle game like Bejeweled. So, it, it just is what it is. Uh, Grey Lancer is a 2D shmup, like, horizontal uh, shooter. It's wonderful, but it's also extremely hard. Um, I think I got owned really fast within the first level so many times, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, one of those, which there's a lot of those now, which is good. Uh, henchman story is like a, a game where you play the henchman of this bad guy and it's like a point and click kind of game where you go off to be your own henchman. It's, it's fine. Uh, Xerthos, the Heir of Thunder, is the cheapest Diablo clone I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then probably the other big game that I played this week for review is called Circuit Superstars. So, this game is weird. Like, I got a press release about it. I didn't even know it was coming out. This game, like, like fully engulfs the the classic RC Pro-Am feel where you're like from the top-down perspective, kind of like at an angle and you've got different kinds of car racing. So you've got everything from like standard street racing to rally racing to formula racing. Um, what really, okay. So the weird thing is, is this game's from Square Enix. So take that how you will. Who directed who, or directed it? Who uh, developed it? Oh, I need to find the developer. Original quick. Fire Games. Yeah. Original Fire Games. What else have they made since you have them up? Uh, Circuit Superstars. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, for being their first game, this game is fantastic. If you are into kind of that RC Pro-Am style of racing, but also really appreciate kind of like a high difficulty ceiling. So like this game can be really challenging, like white knuckle racing to where like when I'm playing, like my body is tense because the races are so like the AI is so good in this game and you have to take every turn perfectly. And it's not difficult. There's literally just steering gas and brake. Yeah, that's still not my jam. Um, and, and that's fine if you're not into that kind of stuff, but what I love about this game is just how it feels, like the way it plays, like it feels wonderful, it looks great. I love that there's so many different styles of racing, um, but it is, it, it is definitely a challenge. So I'm going through currently like the easiest difficulty. So it's kind of like Mario Kart. You've got different races for different styles and then each one has like three or four different difficulties. And with each difficulty, it gets harder. Um... And and even in the easy mode, 
like I am not finishing first in every race. Like it's one of those racing games where if you mess up, you're going to fall back four or five spots. But at the same time, unless you're on like the last stretch, you always have a chance to catch up. Like the catch up AI is very good. So, so I looked up the studio and, um, what an interesting, so it's three siblings that started it and they are part, they're published by Square Enix because it's part of the uh, Square Enix collective. Yeah. Like the indie developer kind of thing they have. And apparently they secured the Top Gear license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a DLC for the Top Gear. So Whoa. when they they <laughs> sent me the they sent me the code initially, it was for the original game. And then PR reached back out. They're like, do you want the Top Gear stuff? And I said, sure, I'll take a look at it. So they had to give me another piece. So the game is, I think, 20 bucks straight out of the gate. And I think with the DLC, it might be 25 or 30 Um. But if you're into kind of that RC Pro-Am style racing game, I haven't played one this good probably since the golden age of arcade racing. Like, it's very good. Here's another really weird part about this game. Like you said, it's published by Square Enix, right? It's only on Xbox and PC. I, I don't... Wow, what a weird... Dude, it came out of nowhere. Like, I got a PR release about it the day it came out. Like, I didn't even know this game existed. They're like, you want to check it out? So I looked at a video and I was like, oh shit, I love these kind of isometric racing games. Like, they're 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 kind of like a little guilty pleasure for me. I've always enjoyed them. Like, I love Super Off-Road. I love RC Pro-Am. Like, I love those kind of games. And this one is probably the best one I've played and I couldn't tell you how long. Like, it's, it's super cool. Huh. So... Color that my my shocking out of left field game that I didn't plan on playing, but now I'm really enjoying. So, but that's it. That's pretty much what I've done this week you outside of you the, didn't try the good life. I booted it up and I didn't play it, so uh, maybe I'll get to it this week. And but, because I realized I hadn't installed it, and I like turned on my Xbox to do so, um, I also saw, and this is just a recommendation for people. Uh, if you like point-and-click adventures and comedy, the Procession to Cavalry is available. Oh yeah, that went on Game Pass this week alongside um, something else. Maybe Which it was is... that Ring of whatever fucking game. Ring of Pain, yeah. Yeah, that game. Too. I that game is bad. I don't like that game at all. Um, the thing with Procession to, of uh, to Cavalry, which is like, I think the third game the guy's done with that. He takes original paintings and animates them, like yeah, old. I... Yeah. Old paintings. It's an interesting looking game. It's not my jam, so I didn't bother with it, but yeah. Circuit Superstars, wonderful. Unmetal, wonderful. Pretty much everything else I talked about is kind of blah. Uh, I did not get to try The Good Life. I want to try it. I'm afraid of The Good Life because Swery's games run like shit. Yep. So I'm afraid. And the funny thing is, is this one's optimized for Series X. Wait, that's a sweary game? Yeah, The Good yeah. Life is a sweary game, and it's on Game that's Pass. That's his White Owl's studio or whatever. That was the one that he, um... That looks almost like a like almost like almost a mobile game or something. Yeah. Isn't this the one that he, like, crowdfunded? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it's on Game Pass, so he got some money there. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Drew? Yeah. You and I might have to do something this week. Oh, good. And it's something that I think we've both forgotten is even happening. Uh-huh. The Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes is out this week. 
Holy oh, shit. God. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, it's out on Friday. Don't stick me with the review for this one, please. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll see what happens with this game. Like, I feel like even how bad the last one was, I gotta keep playing these. I didn't think the last one was overly bad. It Dude, never explained the demon, Drew. It never yeah. explained the demon. That, yeah. to the, that is the biggest... Because everything else, I'm like, you know what? Everything has to have an ending just because I don't like it. But then to be like, no, earlier on, this was very clearly a thing. And you just, <laughs> never mind that. Don't pay attention to that. Please forget yeah. that we did that as we did. Yeah, Little Hope was definitely the most Twilight Zone of the Twilight Zone. Like, that, that totally felt like a Twilight Zone ending. Yep. Oh, also, uh, for next week, Anthony, I know you and I will appreciate this, even though you don't have one. If you have not bought Pumpkin Jack yet, it is getting a next-gen console upgrade next week for free for anybody who bought it. So, Drew, if you haven't played Pumpkin Jack, pick it up on Series X next week. I have not played Pumpkin Jack. That's so good! I'm like, I remember what I gave that a 9.5. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. That game is so good. Because I, I, the PR guy reached out and he's like, do you want to code for the Series X version? I was like, well, if I have the one on Xbox that... Because we all bought it last year when we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, it's a free upgrade, so you'll just get the free upgrade. But there you go. that game is so good. That's next week. Uh, this week... Xbox getting some weird games, man. Xbox Series X and S and PS5 are getting Corpse Party this week. You remember that game? Yeah, I reviewed that game. Yeah. On the PSP. Yeah, they're they're still making those. Um, They're not still making those. They're still remaking that because it's the same game. I thought they made more of them. What's that? Wasn't that originally an RPG maker game? A Wii. Yes, it was. And then it was ported to the PSP through um, custom firmware. Isn't it very? And then they got an official version. Yes. That's not where, nowhere near nowhere near the normal levels of horny that we we have to talk about in the new releases segment. But well, that's what segment we're in. Oh well, then yes, I suppose it's that game. For the this week. game's never been on Xbox. Like Xbox is getting a lot of. So it got um, it's the Somnium files a couple weeks ago, and now it's getting Corpse Party, so a lot of these weird Japanese games are making their way to Xbox, which I find... I guess that's what Phil's having meetings in Tokyo about. So he can get some, some hornier games. If there's one thing I had to give Corpse Party, it was that, even though I was sitting there on a PSP playing it, there was some creepy-ass shit in that game. The, I think this is a remake of the 3DS game? Okay. okay, it's it's just called Corpse Party, and then in parentheses, twenty twenty one. That's what it's called. Well, what I'm saying is though, it's it's it's. I believe it's the the three DS one that well, because they remade it and it was fully polygonal. Huh. I believe that's this version. Yeah, this one straight up looked like the one I reviewed was like, look, look, it was made in RPG Maker. Yeah, I believe you played the first remake if it was the PSP one. Yeah, it's had a couple. Alright. Um, I had a friend that was obsessed with it, so. We're also getting uh, Energy Cycle, Sheepo, Silver Chains. That's not the. No, that's the. Never mind. I thought that was the Suda game. I'm like, no, that's not it. Uh, Disciples Liberation, 
uh, that Stranger Things um, fucking voxel RPG Echo Generation is out this week. Uh, Energy Cycle Edge, whatever the difference between that is. Uh, switch over to PS5 real quick. Is there anything different on that one? Uh, we've got Gas Guzzlers Extreme because for some reason. Uh, Kiwi, uh, Poker Club, and Jumanji the Video Game. Okay. What? Yeah. Like based on the one that the, came out the, with the rock that was terrible. Yeah, I think what? that's it's probably just a PS5 version of that. Oh, they, I don't I, even know if they added multiplayer to that like they were supposed to. Oh, the game you meant was terrible. I was like, no, nah, that movie was great. No, the movie's no, great, no, no, but the no, game no, no, was no. not. The game was the game wasn't finished. Yeah. No. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, a lot of the same stuff. Kiwi Poker Club. We've got the Caligula Effect Two. YouTuber's Life 2. Oh, boy. Uh, Corpse Party is coming to the PS4 as well. I just imagine a random event that could occur is you've been cancelled for saying the N-word. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo is getting a DLC Senna Forever. That was a pretty good callback to PewDiePie. Yes. <laughs> or was it PewDiePie? I don't remember. It's all blended yes. into one I mean, nightmare. there's probably a bunch of them. Oh, uh, yeah. No, there's so. a bunch of them. There's a bunch of assholes out there. Uh, Sheepo, Heated gamer moments. Disciples, Liberation, Ever Tried, Skull, the Hero Slayer, Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, Toy Soldiers HD. Remember that game? That's coming back. We've you said that the the exact same way the last time we brought it up. It must have got delayed because here it is again. So you're um, like Toy Toy Soldiers. Remember that game? Remember that game? I remember the version that had He Man and GI Joe. That version was rad. Yeah, that was the one. one. Yeah, like yeah. that shit was cool, but I don't know. The original Toy Soldiers was okay. Uh, my 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 game of the year, my friend Peppa Pig, is out this week. Maybe uh, you should try Mario. Yeah. Switch over to Xbox. Is there anything different over here? We've got Princess Loot Pixel again. Whatever the hell that is. Uh, Into the Pit. Uh, that's the roguelike. Like heretic style game that was shown hmm. by was it Humble? I think Humble's publishing that. Uh, Murder Diaries two, and that's it for PS4 and Xbox One. Time for the Switch. Time for the Switch. We've got Extreme Race. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Sora. Is dropping on Monday, I guess. Um, Angry Alligator. Duo Zombies. Dying Light Platinum Edition. Regency Solitaire. Uh, Bats Bloodsucker Anti-Terror Squad. That sounds like a game I should play. Because I think it's like literal bats that are anti-terror squad. Okay. Crazy Gravity. Jars. Spectacular Sparky, Indo Crisis, Howling Village Echoes, Monimals, Sakura Nova, Mini Golf Adventure, Pro Flight Simulator, and Reminiscence in the Night. I didn't see a horny game in there. I mean, Course Party's coming to Switch, but, you know. Yeah, that, that artwork for Bats looks like a game I need to play. Look at that. Even yeah, the in, insane. 
even the in-game artwork looks crazy. I'm impressed. Yeah, I want to play that game. I'm going to check that game out. Alright, I got notes for news. Ready for news? News, 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 news. Sure. Uh, they had a conference this week with the developers of Final Fantasy XIV and the Xbox version came up again. Uh, apparently they're still in conversations. Uh, it's going positively. Maybe that game comes to Xbox at some fucking point. Who knows? FIFA. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but EA is talking about getting getting rid of the FIFA name, and it's because FIFA wants $1 billion. Holy crap. Talk about overestimating your part in this. Yeah. So EA is probably not going to pay that. And it's probably just going to be called, like, EA Football or something. I wonder, which it'll still sell. Now, somebody has pointed out that, like, it could cause, for the first little bit, uh, confusion, because then FIFA just offers their name to somebody else, and they pick it up and throw out whatever, and people buy that instead. However, I think, also, um, that is... Who's going to pay a billion dollars that has a soccer game on the market? Well, what I think is happening is I'm... Either EA is over, or not EA, FIFA is overestimating their worth, which wouldn't surprise me. It's probably the answer. Or alternatively, they really don't want to be part with partnered with EA anymore, mm-hmm. and they rather have their license be out to multiple people, like MLB. It's possible. So, because remember, FIFA is only through EA. Yeah, so but there's only two mobile, soccer games, and the other one kind of sucks. You're, you're right, but anything that's mobile has to be done by EA as well. Yeah, well, I guess there is and mobile's that. a big market, right? So true, true. Uh, LucasArts is doing a build-up, um, and supposedly there might be a new Star Wars game announced in December. They got a controller for like December nineteenth or something like that. So maybe we see. Maybe it's Ubisoft's game. Maybe it's a new game. It's not Jedi Fallen Order, from what I hear. But, and I don't think it's KOTOR either. Maybe, or maybe KOTOR gets gameplay. I don't know. Uh, Tencent still throwing their money around. They invested 22% into Bloober Team. Sure. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming to PC, Drew. But it will not have cross-save or cross-progression. Yeah, and I've put way too much time into the Switch version to do that. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people's... Like, they wanted to play that version for the frame rate increase and the resolution increase, but since they can't transfer, you know, those 20, 30, 40, 60 plus hours over to that version that they're just not going to bother. I think that's a yeah. big miss on Capcom's part because if you to put that in, you got a shitload of double dips. No, you'd have a ton of double dips. So, but, I mean, because I would love to play that game at, you know, 60 frames a second. Yep, exactly. And I think a lot of people do, and I think a lot of Monster Hunter fans, I've heard that same sentiment that I'm not doing this over. So. Yeah. And there's a ton of people that still play Monster Hunter World on PC. Yeah, because of that frame rate, baby. Exactly. Like, the Monster Hunter World, that's the place to play that game. Yeah. Uh, Five-year anniversary for PSVR. Sony has announced that they will be giving away three free games with PS Plus for the PSVR in November. One of those is not Astrobot. You missed the point. Uh, Tango Gameworks has confirmed that they have three games in development. I'm assuming that includes Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, so they've got two other games. Question is, is one of them Evil Within 3? 
I would like to think. I hope so. Like, that game got progressively better. Like, the first one was good. The second one was great. The third yes. one could be a classic. Yeah, I think so. So, I would love to see a new Evil Within. I'm excited for Ghostwire Tokyo, even though I don't really know what it is yet. But I would love to see Evil Within 3. Uh, do you need a mini fridge? No. Well, the Xbox made one that looks like a Series X, and then pre-orders go live uh, on Tuesday. It is $99, which is a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be, but it also only holds 12 cans of soda. Yeah, I'm mm. good. I don't need that. I have a mini fridge in my office. Um, it holds a lot more than 12 cans of soda, and it even has a freezer. So, what? Well, I was thinking I'll just kind. What's that? Buy the next Call of Duty. What'd you say, Drew? I said, it sounds like you got the best kind. I did. My wife got it for me for Christmas. And I keep my soda in there. I keep my Reese cups in there because that's, you know, you keep Reese cups in, in a cold environment. I keep ice cream in the freezer. Anytime I need a drink, it's right there, man. I gotta, I gotta take one step to get a refreshment. Excuse me. Um, Fallout 3 finally removed games for Windows Live. <laughs> no longer do we have to patch it out. Yep, it's just gone now, so you can go play it the way God intended without games for Windows Live. <laughs> According to Jez Corden of Windows Central, only one-third of uh, Xbox's pipeline of games have been announced. There are still two-thirds, which seems crazy to me because they've announced a ton of shit. Now, granted, we're not going to play most of this for a long time. We'll get two Bethesda games in 2022 between Redfall and Starfield. I'm assuming Perfect Dark and Fable are beyond 2022. I saw that the collect... What, what's the, the We Happy Few people? Compulsion. Compulsion is working on a new third-person game, single-player third-person adventure. We gotta assume that, um, well, Halo's out this year, Forza's out this year, the Coalition is doing something, right? No, the Coalition's doing Perfect Dark, so, or, what's the Gear Studio? I'm sorry, is that the Coalition? That is the Coalition. Who's the Perfect Dark Studio? What's that studio called? Dude, it's something like that. The Collective. The Collective? Yeah, and they're working um, with Crystal Dynamics on Perfect Dark. So who else? So, like, what is Double Fine doing? I'm assuming they're working on a new game. We know no, that Obsidian so is... What's that? It's The Initiative. The Initiative. You're right. You're right. Sorry. But it's terrible. Again, it's terrible name. Um, Avowed is coming. We know about that game. That's from Obsidian. Who else do they have? Ninja Theory is working on Hellblade 2. We know about that. I was trying to think about who else they had that could announce a game. I mean, they've got a bunch of those RPG studios. Obsidian working on Avowed. What's the other one they have? Um, the Pillars of Eternity. Grounded. Pillars of Eternity. Who's the other studio? It's Obsidian and what's the other one? The other RPG, Western RPG team? Fuck. I mean, it's not Larian. No, it's not Larian. Um, it's, it's an older one. 
they own both of those studios that did like a bunch of the old Western RPGs that are not Bioware. I have no idea. Fuck! I know you know who I'm talking about. If I said it, you'd be like, oh, those guys. So, here's, here's Xbox Game Studios. We got 343, okay. Coalition, okay. Compulsion, uh, Devil Fine, The Initiative, In Exile. In Exile! That's the one. Yeah, Mojang, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground, Rare, Turn 10, Undead Labs, World's Edge. Uh, the fuck is World's then, Edge? Age of Empires. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then all Zemnimax. So if only a third of the games are announced, well, they're working with a lot of studios to do third-party stuff, too. Like, that IO game still hasn't been announced. The Dragon game. And then... Was it Avalanche is doing Contraband? So, like, do they have other studios doing stuff for them? Like, I don't... like uh, Besides NXile and Double Fine, like, I don't know what else you got. Anyway, uh, a couple more stories. Dragon Age 4 has been reported to be coming only to PS5 and Series X. There will not be a PS4 and Xbox One version of that game. All right, let's talk about the so big. So far one. away, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, what's not yet? Um, okay, you got Blue something Box else. Studios. What's that? Says that Blue Box Studios oh, have said fuck. says that they have been dealing with death threats recently. Now, death threats are never good, um, obviously. But this is one of those scenarios of I don't know what you thought you were doing. That whole situation is bad. We haven't talked about that since that crappy teaser came out. And that's just it. Like, you led people on. And, you know, people keep going back to the, well, you know, they said they weren't related, but then they just kept feeding into it. Um, Then they released the trailer online, and then they're like, you'll be able to, like, try it out. So all these people tried to download, but it didn't work right away. And then it finally worked, and it was the same clip that they had online. Yeah. And, like... From a studio that has never produced anything. Like, you know, yeah, like, don't fucking give death threats, but at the same time, like. Uh, the back game what, is how nothing. Did, that game is a nothing. Well, burger. that's just it, right? Like, and they're like, you know, the, 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 the Twitter account says, like, uh, people here. I'm like, it's one person. It's like, what are we talking about? Like, I, you know. Like, just stop. Stop lying about, like, this game that doesn't exist. So, you know? The, the, I mean, yeah. The, regardless, fuck anybody who's doing death threats. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. For sure, but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I fuck those people, but at the same time, this is the internet, and unfortunately, like, th- you, this wasn't your first day out on the internet. Like... I don't <laughs> yeah, you fucked over people many times before. <laughs> and yeah, you you this is not the first time you've tried this fucking grift. And it's a grift. It's not I'm not I'm not trying to be mean. Like you've you've done this multiple times and then you this time it was too big for you to handle. It's and you I don't got even get the point of involved. It. I don't even understand the um the the point like what did he get cuz he wasn't getting money for this. No, well, he I got he got like he got backed by Sony. Like Sony put it on their blog, so I'm wondering if they invested something in this. Maybe they got grifted too. I don't know. 
or or maybe it's like there's a tax cut sort of or um you know funding because the government here kind of does that too oh yeah like so it's if, usually if tax you show proof of concept you get some grants. money yeah because that's how amico is uh in television's getting some of their games made is a grant through like um uh bavarian uh games grant or art grant or something like that is how they're doing a bunch of those but it's just like you know, I, I read it and I'm like, I feel bad, but then like part of my brain just says, I don't just pack it up, man. Like pack it up. Like you were gone and you should have just packed it up. Like you're, 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 you're way over your head here. Also people you know? on the internet, I say this every week. Don't take video games so goddamn seriously. I mean, that too. I, I, <laughs> it was just one of those things where I read it and I'm like, First of all, why are you the as someone that like always thought this was bullshit? Like, if you're sending death threats to this man, you're the idiot. Like, it just proves that you're not only just a piece of shit, you're an idiot. Like, it was kind of clear that this was like not a thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, anyways, it just I couldn't believe it because I I think it was like a week ago that I like we kind of mentioned it to each other. Ken, like that just disappeared, huh? Yeah, like that thing just like when I saw that tweet last night, I was I was actually close to getting ready to go to bed. And I saw that tweet pop up. I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about because I had been following their Twitter account just for the lulls." And I see that and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. That thing still supposedly exists." It's just like the whole thing's just kind of embarrassing on every level. Not for just for him, but for like video game players everywhere. I mean, fanboys just take it to a whole new level. The whole, oh, that, the yeah, only I mean, reason this thing got... They have no sense of embarrassment. <laughs> they, they, this thing got traction because it's connected to, to Kojima and it was a PlayStation exclusive. Like, I don't know how many times I see people champion, like, when a developer's like, well, I'm going to work with PlayStation because that's where I feel like it's the best place. They're like, ha ha, see, yeah, I told you. I was like, why do you, why do you put yourself out there for million dollar corporations that don't give a flying fuck about you? I don't understand why you feel a sense of victory when when capitalism wins. Yeah. Like, like, well, how is that a victory? Like, a game goes to Game Pass and they're like, fuck this game. Don't buy this game because it's on Game Pass. What was it I saw? Did you all see the, the leaked video of uh, Elden Ring? Yeah. So, there's a comment on that video... Where a guy is like, Sony should have kept this exclusive because then it would have looked better. And I'm just like, what? what? That game looked beautiful. And I'm just like, but even at the same time, how does keeping it exclusive to PlayStation make it somehow more beautiful? I don't, I don't understand that comment. I mean, he obviously had a Kratos avatar because, you know. You can immediately tell a lot about a person. Let me guess. It was the Kratos, but it was the God of War, like the original God of War Kratos? No, no, no. It's the new Kratos. Oh, really? Because I thought he was going to be an edgelord. No, no. This is... <laughs> I mean, he probably is, but... You you know what I mean. Yeah, no. thought the avatar would match the... Uh... The avatar would match the drapes? <laughs> Jesus. That's the tagline for this show. The avatar matches the drapes. I uh, no. Uh, no, me meme. <laughs> there's a it's an Overwatch meme. I'm saying they're saying everybody who plays Reaper is an edge lord and it shows like play of the game with Reaper and it shows the person's gamer tag and it's like silent killer and like 
Death Man 4000. And then the last one just says Dave. Dave. <laughs> you know, Dave. Dave is the biggest Ed Lord. You have no idea. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. These people on the internet, dude. I just... Your, your, your loyalty to a plastic box and a billion dollar corporation is the dumbest fucking shit. Put it on your resume. Tell, tell your loved ones how you feel about video games. See if they give also, you a look of disdain. I get to also, a point now. I, I said on Twitter, I just block those people. If I see somebody just, you know, replying to something with uh, better. Some of us have I, better judgment skills. I have no, no problem just blocking that person. Some of us engage with them. those people. <laughs> That dude, that dude, like, like, seeked out my tweet and like, I was making jokes and he was like taking it seriously. He's like getting mad. I was like, I argued with him and then I just got tired with him. I just like he he said something to me. I was like, who hurt you? Like who who hurt you? (laughs) Like who hurt you deeply that you got to get like all mad about video games? Like, dude, that's all he does. So yeah, you play him and it's like. Like, his it's Twitter account should have thrown you off, Anthony, because all he does is argue with follower. people, and he has one follower, and he doesn't follow anybody. I know, I know. Like, that should... Just... You saw how he responded when I called him the C-word? <laughs> yes. I did. And he got really angry. I was... I don't know, I was just man. tired of dealing with him. I don't, I don't understand why people are so mad about but... video games. I just don't... No... And that's the reason why I felt bad for the me going off on Metroid is like I feel like I'm just angry over something that's not important, but it's I'm disappointed. Not the only time I think I've really been angry over a video game was was this disaster report. Hold on, hold on, Anthony, because I'm going to seg right into this. You want to talk about people being mad about video games? Let's do the last news. I know what it is. No, (laughs) we're going to talk about it. So, Nintendo finally announced the pricing for the Switch Online expansion. If you want them N64 and Genesis games, the the price of Nintendo Switch Online is going up from $20 a year for a single account to $50 a year or from $35 a year for a family account to $80 a year. A hundred bucks in Canada for a family account. That's more than Xbox Live and and PlayStation Network Plus. Yeah. And yeah. and they're on when's the last time you used chat on the, the Switch? Oh wait. When's the last time <laughs> well played. <laughs> I was say when's the last time like you really were excited for the new game getting announced? Also, when was the last time new games got announced? Well, and that's my biggest issue with this, is that I don't <laughs> mind if it's a good price. Right, because like, let's not compare this to Xbox Live for a moment. Let's I know, compare I this know. More to Game Pass. Every month, Game Pass has at least something added to it. Whether or not you like it, it's every month. It's every three months, four months with Switch. Like, and what was the last one? The last one had three games like Bluey. nobody had ever heard of. Uh, sorry, it was Bomboozle, which is Bluey. <laughs> And that's the only one I knew. Um, and nobody else knows Je- that but Je- you. Jelly Boy. Jelly Boy, I think, was the other one. What's the Clay game? What was the Clay, Clay game? Mates. Clay Mates. That's right. I do know Clay Mates. Yeah. So, but it's like, the only one I'm going to defend is Bomboozle, but not enough to be like, this is worth it when this is the first update in three months. Now, we should be fair, 
and and note that if you buy this pass, you also get access to the new paid Animal Crossing DLC, which is twenty five dollars on its own. I could just buy that DLC on its own. You yeah, could. That's true too. You could. And and the biggest part of that is, you're asking this much money. You're including, but and it's probably because you're including DLC that not everybody has the base game for. Well, not only that, but who wants it? Like, so, like, like maybe even if I like, I own Animal Crossing, but do I want that DLC? No, I, I don't. And if this was the way that they were going to deliver DLC from now on, it'd be far more interesting. Yes, if they said like, so here's a here's a big one. If they'd have come out and said, if you subscribe to this, you also get the fighter passes for Smash Brothers. Like that'd have been a big deal. Or, or I was thinking because that one at least has like all their licensing involved, so maybe that's not a thing that they could do. But even like, um, you buy this and you get the the pass for um, the next uh, Mario game DLC pass for the next Mario or Zelda or whatever any game that they have the next Splatoon right. There's going to be paid DLC eventually. You get it for free with this. I'd be like that. Then that works itself out. But like. Or if you had more than 10 Nintendo 64 games you were offering. You know, let's, let's be fair. That that opening selection of N64 games is missing some really, really big names. And, and even the Genesis stuff, like, really? That's not a big enough inclusion. Now, I know this sounds weird because, like, people are going to be like, really, though? that Those aren't great. But, like, even going so far to add Master System, something that less people have experience with would have boosted the value Yeah, so up something front, I can understand. Up front, $50 is a lot for what they're offering, especially if you're not interested in that Animal Crossing DLC. Yeah. And, and, and I like, see, and my, I, my, my question is, can I just stick with what I've got right now? Yes, yes, that's still an option. This is an expansion to that. Okay, so I can still just pay, was it, $20 a year? $20 a year for Super Nintendo and Nintendo. Here's my thing. If you're going to start charging upwards to $70, how about you have an actual invite system to parties? How about you have an actual in-game chat for people? Do you, do you like, want me to answer that question? Go for it. Nintendo has seen the numbers. Nobody fucking plays online on the Switch. Exactly. So, I don't know. Like, like Yeah, but at the time... It, and, and Genesis games. That's it? Yeah, 64 and Genesis, and I think the initial selection is, correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, I think it's like 10 and 64 games and like maybe a little less than 20 Genesis games? You're asking the wrong person. I didn't pay enough attention. Okay. And there's some key games. Like, like, I was more impressed with some of the selection of the games. Um, you know, you're going to have your obvious ones, like um, uh... Um, Are you talking 64 Genesis? Both. I mean, Musha 64, is... you're going to get Ocarina and Mario 64. Those are the big ones. Sin and Punishment was a shocker for me. Y- yeah, like... Um, I think Bloodlines... Dr. Mario, I think, is the first time Dr. Mario um, 64 is being included, which is apparently the best version. But, like, you didn't have to pay for licensing for that because you fucking own it. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not wrong. Um, here, I'm just looking at... Um, so, the, wow, it's even less. So the, the titles that are coming out at launch, 
Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Sin and Punishment, Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Win Back, and Yoshi's Story. So Win Back um, is like sitting out there by itself, so, like, why the fuck is this here? So Dr. Mario 64, great. Mario Kart 64, back. I understand. Um, Mario Tennis, like, weird thing, but like, I watch a lot of um, YouTube channels about weird video game stuff, and like, is it going to be the complete version of Mario Tennis with the Game Boy characters unlocked, or is it just going to be another... Like, give me the full version of this, please. Sin and Punishment, cool. Star Fox 64, the 3DS version's better. Just reissue that, please. Uh, Super Mario 64, fine, but it was included in this set. Um, Which you can't buy anymore, by the way. Yeah, well, you can go into any used game shop and get a copy of it. Um, Yeah, but Nintendo fans don't buy used games, remember? Well, they... They're dumb. Um, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, fine, but can we get the 3DS remake, please, on a console? Win back. The PS2. There's a PS2 version of Win back. Yeah. Um. So like the N64 version, okay, but there's a, again, and Yoshi's Story. I know some people love it, but it's not. But it's by far one of the lesser Yoshi titles. Um, and then the Genesis lineup, like. Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore, they have their own collections on the Switch, and those include the Japanese versions of those titles, which are far more fair to play, um, as well as like the European version of uh, Contra Hardcore, which is Probotector Hardcore, which is all robots. Um, Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine, how many Puyo Puyo games are available on Switch? I don't know. That are less ugly. Echo the Dolphin is not good. Um, I love it, but it's not good. It's never uh, Golden been good. Axe. Gold... Enough with Golden Axe. Um, Give me Gunstar Golden Heroes. Axe Beast Rider now. Oh, God. Damn it. Gunstar Heroes, cool, but I'm pretty sure it's on the Genesis collection. Musha is the rare one. Fantasy Star 4 is great, but, like, it's number four. And, and, and it's an RPG, which... The emulation, the um, Genesis collection that is like, okay, emulation, has Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4. So the only one that you'd have to buy is the Sega Ages version of Fantasy Star 1, which is the better way to play it. Um, Rising, uh, Rise Star, sure, at this point I think... I thought, like, I thought you were going to bust out it. into Rising Zen, Samurai Gunman. Um, Shining Force, again, fine. Shinobi 3, fine. Sonic the Hedgehog 2... Get the Sega Ages version. Um, Streets of Rage 2, fine. But, like, and, and Strider. And it's just, like, a lot of these games have been released before. And it's, like, I don't... But you can buy Musha, a $50 wireless Genesis controller with three yeah, buttons. Those are those are those are absurd. But, like, <laughs> I just said to my friend, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to update it. Like, I'd rather spend the money on getting... Because I, I pay for... He pays for Spotify. I'm on his family plan. I'm paying for a Switch Online. He's on my family plan. Uh, and I was like, I'll upgrade. Um, but the only thing that we could see being worthwhile is Dr. Mario 64. Um, is, that, is that worth $100 a year for you? And that's just it. I said, like, I'd be better off just buying you um, an uh, EverDrive or whatever for the N64. That price. It, it's like, I don't... I, I Yeah, so one of the things I want to address is I saw a lot of the positivity only people out there being like well if you don't like it don't pay for it like no that's not how criticism works and here's the thing 
I'm going to pay for it because I'm a sucker. And I know Drew's not, and I know Anthony's probably not. But I'm going to pay for it because 50 bucks a year, when I have to pay it, is the only time I notice it. Um, but that doesn't mean that I think it's a good price. It's a bad price um, for what they're offering. Now, if they bulk up that N64 library to like 100 games in the first year or two, okay. If they bulk up that Genesis library, okay. If they start offering more DLC, okay. Just because I'm stupid enough to pay for it and don't think you should because it isn't worth it to most people doesn't make it just okay. Like, I saw some people out there saying, they're like, oh, I think this is a fair price. No, it is not. If they bulked up, and I know it's included in the original, but if if the weird offsetting of, like, costs, like, with people subscribing to the expansion pack... Um, it, like, offsets the cost to get games on Super Nintendo and NES that aren't there right now, or more often. Yes. Like, I'd be more inclined to pay more still. With four systems on your service, I better get fucking monthly drops of nearly ten games a month. I'm, listen, at this point, let's not even aim that high. Let's aim for three a month. Because that's all they do every three months is drop like three. Yeah, but initially they were doing three a month at minimum. But, sometimes but four. what I'm saying is, is like let's aim to get back to three a month <laughs> no. instead of three a quarter. <laughs> like ten a month, what clearly is out of out of the possibility because they can't handle three. Jesus so, Christ. um, but like, and then looking at it, it's like yeah, you get your save and suspend, which sure, an online multiplayer, which. Hey, cool for Mario Kart 64, but Mario Kart 8 exists. Um, you know, um, but the option to rewind is only Sega Genesis, not 64. They can't figure that out, apparently. Like, I, I just, it's weird stuff where I'm like, I don't get the price increase being this high. Yeah, for sure. And then asking for that on, for the controllers, too. Like, I mean, that's one of the worst controllers ever made. People can do whatever they want. I am. I have no need for this. Absolutely. And let's be fair. You know why it's fifty dollars? Because Nintendo people likes money, it. and people will pay it. The people will pay it. Yeah. Well, that's just like you know. That's the thing with um... Nintendo doesn't love you any more than Sony or Microsoft do. <laughs> but that's the thing with a lot of stuff. Is like I feel like, especially with Nintendo people. Um, not saying that video game players are like strong on their laurels. But, um, but, uh, you know, Nintendo fans complain all the time and then they go and buy the thing anyways. So it's like, of course they do. You know, I don't, but like a lot of people still do. Like, I'm one of those people. I buy all the shit. I don't care. But that's because I'm stupid. I've said that I've been stupid on this show since the beginning, since we started this show. I buy everything. Some things just don't need to be said. Exactly. Like you, if you don't know (laughs) that I'm stupid, then you ain't been paying attention. But like you know, and I, I and I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Um, you know, you the know. only thing I'm not stupid enough to do, Anthony, and my wife keeps asking me this question, like I would, I would not pay the scalper twelve hundred dollar prices for these new consoles if I could not. Find oh God, one. no! Well, that's because there's a level between being stupid and and being cheap. You know, those things can't combine at a certain point. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, the the cheap part of my brain just can't can't fathom handing over that money no i couldn't pay twelve hundred dollars for a console i struggle to pay that much for a high-end pc man 
All right, let's get a couple emails and a couple tweets to get out of here because we're already running late. This first email I've held on to because it's for you, Drew. Okay. Uh, it's from Daryl. Uh, he says, hello, all. I just want to send a quick message to Drew. Uh, my mother also had COPD for the last 10 years or so. She couldn't move around much without oxygen. Long story short, she's passed away last Christmas. My father passed away last April, too. Damn. Um, Sorry, sir. But she always was positive and enjoyed her time watching slasher horror movies and messing around on her iPad. But I feel your pain. There will always be regret about it if you should if you should have spent more time with her or talked more. But you loved her. That's all that matters. And yes, I also still have my mom and dad as a contact in my phone. Bistro. I am. I, I had a I had a conversation with my wife last night about it. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it, you know, when we go into the. Oblivion talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens after we die? Do you have the, like, I don't know. Do you have the midnight mass conversation. <laughs> the midnight mass conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the long long talk that takes on forever and. The whole episode is just sitting on the couch having that conversation. Yeah. No, no, we. we I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. I think I feel like this this world is is I don't know how I even talk about this. We're talking about this on a video game podcast, but I mean, I mean, it's something that cut in. through. Go for it. Let me cut in for a second. You said you're having the oblivion talk, and all I could think of was oblivion quotes like "I might swim more if it weren't for the slaughterfish, sharp teeth, and some carry yeah. disease." That's right. Yeah, I love dogs, and it shows a person beating a dog. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, talking talk about you know death and you know what's beyond this if there is anything. I don't know, and it's a scary thought whenever you start thinking about it because then you think about when the fuck will I die? You know, and, and will I be ready? And you know, it's it's a scary thought because you know nobody's going to escape it, and I don't know. Yeah, I have those thoughts, and they've definitely been cropping up lately. Sure, it happens when when you lose somebody, for sure. Yeah, because you just think about like what were they going through? Yeah, know, what were they thinking? Yeah, no. Yep. I mean, I've been lucky enough to not have a lot of loss in my life. Although the two people that I did know that have passed away, I mean, I've known people that have passed away, but not like close and no family, surprisingly. Um, Although my grandfather tests, my both my grandfathers are really trying to test death like every time. Like one that ran over his himself with a lawnmower and was the lawnmower only stopped because of steel toes, and the other one had uh, open heart surgery and then was eating greasy food like the day after he got out of the hospital. Um, so you know, sometimes it's just like, yeah, well, I don't, lived, I don't, I don't want to live the way it. he wanted. I don't want to make but, it um, super dark, but I did watch all five of the Final Destination movies this past week. Oh, God. No. No, that's not super dark. Those are fun. Um, <laughs> Those are just dumb movies. Um, but, like, I didn't engage kind of the last time because, I mean, I was, like, really surprised that we went off off of a song topic. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, my my only kind of response to, like, what goes beyond after is you know how people think some people think we are living in a simulation there's a through line i promise sure i've heard that theory yeah yeah my my response has always kind of been the same thing what if you find out that we're in a simulation what then 
Um, I mean, you just get pissed. (laughs) Well, I suppose you could have that response, but, like, do you think you exist outside of a simulation? Because what if you're just part of it, right? And, like, the same kind of answer goes towards, like, what's beyond life. Don't worry about it. You're not a part of it right now. Whatever it is that goes on after, if there's something or if there's not, you're not a part of it right now. And and maybe you're, you won't be a part of it. Maybe you, if this is all fake, right? What if you're just playing a part of it? Like, enjoy the fact that you can right now. Yeah. Um, and it's not say like, oh, every day's got to be, you got to treat life like a gift every day or whatever. All I'm saying is, is like, the only thing you can answer to is now. And thinking about the what ifs of getting to the end point is something that you should really only worry about when you're facing it down. And some of us don't have that opportunity to think about it. Maybe they are lucky, um, but uh, it's just something where it's like I've always kind of questioned, like, even if you figured out what comes after de- uh, death, you know, like what what we move on to. If there is something, and I say that because I don't know, um, what 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 says you're going to be part of whatever, and that and that's my kind of feeling about if we're in a simulation. Like, what if we find out we're in a simulation? It doesn't mean we're a part of whatever is outside of it. If we can even experience that ourselves, like worry about the here and now. There's there's things to be done. There's, and I realize that this sounds a little hypocritical, but again, I'm in I'm a person in progress, like most of us are. Um, you know, treating people better and, uh, you know, like, let's not worry about what's happening on Mars. Let's worry about what's happening here and all those plenty of things. Like there's, there's a here and now to focus on. And like, if you focus on the, what we don't know, you're only going to be disappointed at the end with how much you didn't experience. Yeah. That's probably the best way to look at it. Also, if you're listening to this conversation, make sure you keep it in mind the next time you argue about your, your plastic box. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, important. It, I'm not saying I'm a hedonist, but like there is some point where that is the proper answer to everything. Is that you should look for pleasure. Um, just the life is too miserable. Make Make joy for yourself. Like there's nobody else that can do that for you and obviously we're a video game podcast so if you're listening to this you probably find joy in video games maybe you find joy in this podcast probably not from this conversation um but uh this conversation does not spark joy anthony no but i i I, yeah i think there's a um there's something to take away from that that is like i'm not trying to be like oh it's miserable here like i'm telling you now like as miserable as talking about like Fuck, I went off on about Metroid Dread, and I was pretty, I sounded pretty fucking miserable. But, like, if that is the worst thing I have today, if that's the worst thing that I have to think about, life's pretty, pretty fucking good. good. Yeah. You know? Like, it's okay to be disappointed, but, like, we, we have to take it into, like, effect of, like, on the grand scheme of things. Like, when we're upset about a video game, we're upset about somebody else's opinion, we're doing pretty fucking good. Yeah. And there's, and even, no matter where you are, there is... There is some positive to your life, like, but you also have to realize that you have some control over that. If you think it's like, you know, a, a, like you are in a bad spot, like you need to be the first one to step up. 
life won't just hand stuff to you. Um, it, I, I've talked about this before, but when I started on this podcast, I had actually, when I started writing for the site, because it was a while after, I mean, I went through a mental breakdown. I contacted Drew and was like, Hey, I'm in the hospital. So whatever review I was working on, I'm like, it's probably not going to happen. And like, um, it, it was rough. And like, I, I, and while I was stuck there for a while, like life has gotten better over time. And, uh, it's just, you have to put in a little bit of effort and you have to work to make yourself happy because like, I don't think I could have kept going. Um, if I didn't, you know, try to have control over the thing, like the moments where I could be feeling better. Like I'd play a video game. I like, if I don't like it, like I'm moving on temporarily and I'll come back to it. If it's a review or something, got to find pleasure in small things. Um, like, like what's at the end is not important to the now. Um, because if that's all you're focusing on, that's the only thing, you know, and it's kind of a depressing thought. And I'm king of depression. Like, like I've claimed that I've claimed that, 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 uh, crown. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, 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 I, I, I realize this is a depressing conversation. I just, I hope that somebody realizes like there's, there's a good now to focus on. All right. Sorry. I, I get really fucking you caught up good. in emotion. So you good. Not to say, there's a, there's a really good quote from a song that probably no one has ever heard before. But the quote is, I fear what I know, not what I wonder. And that's a, that's a pretty good quote. I feel like that. Uh, don't worry about the stuff you don't know about. Worry about the stuff that you do. All right. One more email. This one comes from Jeremy. He says, Hey guys, I'm having a blast with Metroid Dread. It definitely demands some manual dexterity that I haven't practiced in a while, but I find I'm doing pretty well aside from a couple bosses that I needed to figure out the sequencing. Thank God for YouTube. It feels like a worthy success for and definitely my game of the year so far. Do you guys fancy yourselves 2D Metroid guys or Prime more your speed? Thank you for Ooh. the show. Also, I killed my Twitter again almost lasted a week. That's a good question because I'll be honest with you. Metroid Prime and the 2D Metroids are both really, really good. On the same vein of that, 2D Castlevania usually beats out 3D Castlevanias. I mean, there's only one good 3D Castlevania. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. And that's Lord of Shadow. Uh, it's not a hard take that's not a hard take but the PS2 games weren't bad I did not like those I did not like those okay well then he's wrong Um, (laughs) the the PS2 games the the problem with the PS2 games is that they had no budget Yeah. apparently they had a Game Boy Advance game budget to make a PS2 game I like to brag about it it every time this comes up but I got to play the Dreamcast one Yes, I know. <laughs> um, the 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 PS2, the second one, the second PS2 game was a better game. Wasn't Curse this three? Darkness? Curse no. of Darkness. Lament of Innocence is the first one, which is the Belmont one, and then uh, Curse of Darkness is the one where you're the Devil Summoner. Wasn't okay. Well, maybe only one of them was on Xbox, right? 
Uh, or were both of them on Xbox? I know at least one of them was on Xbox. Curse of Darkness was on Xbox, I believe. Okay, yeah, and that one was on PS2 and Xbox. No. Okay. The the one with Isaac, which fun fact, uh, he plays a major role in um in the Castlevania anime on Netflix. Man, Lords uh, of Shadow is still one of my favorite Castlevania games, and I know that's blasphemy to some people, but goddamn, I love that game. No, no, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. I've played a lot of Castlevania, and Castlevania is like Lords of Shadow is legit a great video game. What, what, what one has Isaac in it? Uh, Curse of Darkness. Who is Isaac? He was one of the. Uh, he was the villain. Oh. Okay, got it. Because I say yeah. Hector's the main character. Hector's the main character, yes. But I, if you remember, that's the reason why I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That's right. His his rival or whatever he is it was the other demon summoner. summoner. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. They they those two are are a big part of the anime. Uh, huh. In fact, they they go deep into that. They change the story a little bit in the anime, but the, Hector and and Isaac are both very big players in the anime. Yep. What was the question again? What do you prefer, 2D or 3D Metroid? And and I'm kind of with Drew. Yeah. Even if, like, Metroid Prime is one of the best Metroid games ever made. Again, hot take for me. No, it is. Two is not as mm, two is not like great. Two. I mean, it's I like okay. Two. But but it's like when you put it side by side with one, it's like not even a contest. Yeah. No. It, well, part of the issue is that. The concept of two is the light and dark world of the same planet, and like that is neat. But three is multiple planets, and it's more linear. But that was corruption, or which one was corruption? Corruption. Two is Echoes. Metroid Prime. Two is Echoes, and then there's Hunters. Jesus, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, I like. Yeah, it's a weird thing where it's like overall, I think you're gonna have a better time with the 2D Metroid. Obviously, there's more of them. Absolutely, there's um, a ton of them. Metroid but, Fusion's um, fantastic. Fusions? Metroid Fusion's fantastic. Yep. I, as much as I criticized it, Dread is still a good game. Um, Zero Mission is a masterpiece in my opinion. Yep, like, but is. that's exactly how you you do a remake. A remake. Yep. Um, and the Super Metroid is. Super Man, Metroid Super is Metroid my favorite is 2D Metroid. Weird... I fucking love that game. It, like what it it nails atmosphere probably like it's so creepy and so uncomfortable. Like the, the, the when the lights come on in the first bit. You know what the best thing like, about Super Metroid is that nobody ever talks about and it's not mentioned anywhere? When that fucking game boots up it says Metroid three. And the, nobody calls it Metroid three. Nobody the, Super Metroid. Yeah. The the fact, speaking of things that give you tutorials, and this is not a spoiler because the game is old, and at this point I don't know what to tell you, but the way that the animals teach you the moves... Yeah. The, it, it's ingenious. It's ingenious. I, I, It's one of the smartest things in video... It's, that's what I'm talking about when it's like, there's like a way to tell people how to move forward. Like, there's ways to give direction without giving direction. Yeah, without dialogue. Yeah, and that's it. They don't point that they, they are not outright telling you it is it is for you to realize what is going on. Mega Man X is one of the best ones. That opening Mega level. Man X Ma- Mega Man X does the genius thing of how how you do the stages changes other stages. 
Yep, but like that opening tutorial teaches you every mechanic in that game. It's kind of yeah. genius. And, and and Mario, of course, being one of the biggest examples is stuff. So, but it's just like Super Metroid is this open experience, and then they show you how to do specific moves and and, and, and uh, the save the animals thing is neat and all that stuff. But um, Me- Metroid Prime, however. Metroid Prime is so fucking good. So good, dude. Metroid Prime is so the, one of good. the is ex- Metroid Prime is like why I have issues with playing first person shooters, where I just kind of now treat them as like not to shit on Michael Bay, but a Michael Bay film. Like you, you kind of turn your brain off. Bang, bang, bang! Explosions. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have a good time, but it's a blockbuster. And Metroid Prime tells you like shooters can be so much more. And I think there's only a couple of examples that do something similar. Um... Chronicles of Riddick and The Darkness, which were both um, from Starbreeze, are very similar. Um, They they have this big world that you are slowly engaging with, and it feels real. But what Metroid Prime does so smart is, like, the... How beautiful it is! Like the rain and the—it's like I remember. It still stands out. The first, like when you're too close to like the flash of your your beam, and like you see her face reflect in the visor. And when you stand too close to a waterfall, and like there's you know water running down and stuff. And it's just—it's so fucking smart. Every little thing. There's a moment that I'm going to spoil um, in Metroid Prime, and I apologize in advance. It's not like a it's story moment or a boss. But there's a section where you get the X-ray visor, which shows you invisible objects. But if you notice it early, there are platforms that have rain hitting them. There's that much detail that the rain hits the platforms. And so you can see the platforms without the visor. Yeah. And it's just, oh, fuck. It is so, so smart. And, yep. like, it's kind of... Two is trying to do something too different. Um, so it plays the same, but they want you to kind of explore these two worlds in tandem. And most video games that do that, it just never feels all that great. Like, even something that does very, very similar, Silent Hill... It never exp- expects you to do them in tandem, right? It's like you do one or the other. Like, you're going through one, it changes to the other. That's kind of it. Um, fuck, yeah. It, like, Metroid Prime is a masterpiece. Um, and and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go defense, even though I don't think it's like nearly the best Metroid game. Metroid Prime Hunters does a really good job of kind of matching that atmosphere. The game is nowhere near as in-depth. Uh, you know, you're not doing the same amount of puzzle solving. Uh, you're not scanning the environment for all the information. It's a bunch of different planets, like small areas on different planets and spaceships and stuff. Um, so you never have that full kind of like, I know exactly where to go to get to this other portion of the map because none of the maps are that big. But here's a DS game, and you're going through these areas, and you have to go through multiple times, so you start to learn them. Um, and you'll be playing a map, and one of the other hunters shows up. And they all have characteristics built into the way they fight, rather than... like Because they do have a backstory, but they're not really introduced in the game. There's really no dialogue. Um, and every time you run into them, 
the game like ups its challenge a bit because you feel like you're you're fighting against someone that's equally matched, which is never really the case with Metroid. Like you never feel like you're either being overpowered or you're just destroying some sort of living creature on a planet. And here's other bounty hunters fighting for these keys to this prison where this ultimate weapon is and stuff. And I love that game because it does that. Unfortunately, you fight like two bosses that aren't fight like other um, bounty hunters, which kind of sucks. Um, there's like the tower and then there's the ball and that's it until the very end of the game. But um, that's a really overlooked title. Um, is it going to be, be Super Metroid or Zero Mission or Fusion or even Dread necessarily? Not particularly because it just isn't as like engaging but i do think there's a lot there to be enjoyed that a lot of people have overlooked um yeah. don't play federation force the um the i i have to point out because i'm a champion when you want to <laughs> dread when you want to talk about dread anytime you're in an area with the clone samus walking around scared the living crap out of me oh and fusion yeah yeah because if it ever sees you, it just breaks off running after you. And if it touches you, you're dead instantly. And I was like, oh, God. Because and, and that's the crazy thing. This was a, a Game Boy Advance title? Yeah. It was like a launch Game Boy Advance title. It was insane. The the way they use music the, the with the copy looking for you, you the music stopped and it was just footsteps... And it was just it, like, how can you have me creeped out while I'm holding a little Game Boy Advance in my hands? <laughs> they and I'm going to great job with that. And you know what? I wasn't honest with it. Uh, I, I didn't bring it up much, um, but I should have. That is one thing that that Metroid Dread does really well um, with the Emmys, except for one. Um, it, there is this good sense of tension. And like hiding and Earlier, it works a bit better because as you go further on, you're a little bit more like equipped to handle like running away from them. But the first couple times, man, it's like, oh yeah, this is the shit. Like this, this reminds me of Metroid. F the best parts of Metroid Fusion. Yeah, I still don't think we've answered his question. I, I can't decide because they're 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 well they're well. I understand making choice. I love. I think Metroid Prime is my favorite. But, you know, if there's too, it's like... There's too many 2D games for it not to be the pick because there's so many good ones, whereas with Metroid Prime, like, Prime is the it's pinnacle. Like Prime, and then I go Hunters, and I can skip 2 and 3 and Other M. Yeah. I, I would probably have to lean to 2D. I, I just would, even though Prime is neck and neck with Super Metroid is my favorite of all time. I think the... It, let me put it th this way: I think the character designs in Metro, uh, Super Metroid, are some of the, like the monster designs are some of the best. Too yep. like nothing is. You fight a giant pile of rocks in Prime, and while it's a neat boss, um, <clears throat> it's a giant pile of rocks. Like you know, it's hard to defend that against like Fantoon with a giant eye and stuff. Or um, God, uh, Clawmire. The, the fucking little dragon thing that you push into the lava. Alright, let's do these tweets and get out of here, because we are... Whew.
Yeah. Mookie says, last weekend I played Back for Blood and it's very good. I think it's tougher than Left 4 Dead 2 and with the help of the cards it encourages me to not play it alone and the cards will require the proper team planning in order to get through. I know there are some who didn't like the game and personally don't care because I'm actually having fun. <laughs> so right now I'm trying to gather my old friends that I played Left 4 Dead 2 with and hope that I can team up with them. Otherwise, I really can't find myself playing it alone. Uh, I also played Rift Breaker and I suppose that this game is amazing and can get Tough over time if you like tower defense games like Sanctum 1 and 2, but on a top-down view and single-player, then you guys try this game out. I talked about that game at the beginning. I think it's very good. There you go. Uh, Seamus says, first time, long time. Just wanted to say Metroid Dread is amazing. Has an atmosphere that reminds me of Bioshock in some ways. Animation, sound design, graphics. It's all top-tier. Play this game. Well, we've played this game. <laughs> um, Going back to Back for Blood... Um, I feel like the only criticism I've really heard is the the single player like lack of progression. Which, yeah, that's a big you thing. Know, for for multiplayer, like if it, it could have not had it, and I I feel like people wouldn't be complaining about it. It's yeah. not my type of game, so obviously it's like not gonna be for me. But like when that's the only complaint, I'm like I feel like that's done pretty well. Like for the major part, I should say. Like obviously there's been some technical issues, but. I do feel like uh, Brad Shoemaker nailed it when he said this is the perfect, like, template for a Game Pass game. Like, this is the most Game Pass-ass game I've ever seen. Like, it fits that perfectly. So, I don't think people will be talking about Back for Blood in November or December. Just my thought. Uh, OG Show says Nintendo Expansion Pack, and then he's laughing emoji. Who is this for? And honestly, I feel Kotaku on this one. Every Nintendo diehard has these games already, so I can't understand why anybody would pay for such a limited catalog. The only thing this has done is made Game Pass seem like an even better deal. Mm -hmm. For sure, I feel like using Kotaku is is one of those, like, I don't know, they they have not... They feel... It feels like with Kotaku's current um, coverage, it feels like they just don't want to pay for games. Yeah, I mean they should. You know, have... Metroid Dread is running on an emulator just fine. Uh, two days after release, man. I'm not a huge fan of the game, but it's still shitty as fuck. I think it's I think it's funny that Kotaku says that because most people be like, well, don't they get free games? And like, well, they're probably pissed off enough companies they don't get a lot of free games. Uh, I don't aren't know. they the ones that pissed off Ubisoft and are blacklisted? Yeah, for, like, Ubisoft stuff? hasn't like, sent them anything in like ten years or something. But that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they're just burning all the bridges. I mean, that's how you get them clicks, dog. Uh, he also says the Batman movie looks amazing. DC has finally washed away any doubt they had with Robert Pattinson. Pat- he says Patterson, but it's Pattinson, I think, right? It is. Yeah. It's Pattinson. Okay. Yeah, it, it's an easy mistake because, like, if you've never seen it spelled, it sounds like Patterson. So I'm not. I'm I'm right. down for that movie. I'll watch that movie. I think DC's all all of their slate of movies coming up. I'm excited for. Like, Aquaman yeah. earned the right to be uh, excited for the sequel. I like Ezra Miller's The Flash, and who can not love having Keaton in the goddamn movie? And the Batman looks really good. Yeah. Don't forget Black Adam. Black Adam looks really cool, although, man, can the rock get any bigger? I guess. <laughs> like, you mean size-wise? Yeah, like, the dude is just oh, like... Yeah. I know, he's, he's a fucking, He's so fucking huge, man. Yeah, isn't he's he like, massive. Isn't he, like, getting up to 60? Somewhere around there? No. No. I'm pretty sure he's relatively old, Drew. He's 50. 
Yeah, that's... He's 49 years old right now. Oh, okay. I thought he was in his 50s. No, no, no. no. Not yet. He, su- he was super young when he went to the WWE. Clearly. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I, I like him in about anything, so him being in a DC movie... I saw, like... Him being a villain, though? Did you see who was playing Hawkman? No. Uh, do you remember Supernatural, the last episode where... Um, they had the fight in the town between all the psychic kids. When um, the cracked bell and um, Azazel was having the final battle between all the the blood kids, you know, that Sam is a part of. Yes, yes, the, yes. The yes. soldier guy is playing Hawkman. The soldier guy. The, I can't the one even that kills that Sam. Yeah. He's playing Hawkman. Okay. So. And also Adam Smasher is in the movie, which I did not know. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate? Yeah, D- Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate is like the best casting I've seen from DC in a long time. <laughs> I really think so, too. I can't wait to see that. Hopefully he's got which, a pretty big part. Yeah. which I'm curious to know which Dr. Fate he's playing. I don't know. I don't know if he's just doing the voice, like the this, mask. There's been, um, well, there's the one where, like, I don't remember what animated movie, but it was like, it's, it's Dr. Fate is not necessarily as much of a character as it is a physician. Yeah, it's, the, it's so the kind just... of the mask takes over the person. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'll be curious to know how that works out. I mean, it's it's Pierce Brosnan, so it doesn't really matter which one he's playing. It's going to be awesome. Uh, finally... God, I hope he sings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Mamma Mia, but it, every time Pierce Brosnan opens his mouth, it's like, oh, God, that's right, he can't sing. Uh, last tweet says, I tried playing Back for Blood with Friendly Fire on and on a harder mode, the game is almost XCOM impossible. Yeah, no, no, especially with the three people I was playing with. Who who wants to play with Friendly Fire on? I still don't understand that logic. I mean, there's people who want that challenge, but holy crap, my guys were gunning me in the back. I don't like stress... So I like I I think it's just me getting older. Like I don't necessarily need a challenge. But like I just like to enjoy what I'm doing, and when something's like stupid hard, it just frustrates the piss out of me. I don't know, I, and I certainly don't want that in my multiplayer games, which is you know what we're talking about with Overwatch. It's like that feels like that game has just gotten so lopsided at this point that yeah, it's just not fun. And when yeah. I'm not having fun, I immediately quit. Yeah, just turn it off. I'll tell you one thing though, Back for Blood they really ramp up like the special infected. I mean, it was every probably thirty seconds we had another special infected coming after us. And those guys, some of them are pretty easy to take down. Some of them are. The AI. And that... No, go ahead. The AI director was pissed at you. Obviously, it was very <laughs> mad at me. And when I when I when a special infected shows up, me and my teammates just go. Oh. Yeah, just shoot everywhere. So if you have friendly fire on, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've i never understood the want for friendly fire because all friendly fire brings memories to me is is assholes in Call of Duty shooting me in the back when we spawn. Yeah. Or Rainbow or when, Six. Whenever we leave a guy because me and you get on a uh, four-wheel <laughs> and, and drive off. Little old PUBG dude just shot me right in the face and Drew's just like, well, fuck it, I'm leaving. Yep. <laughs> What kills me is I still finish that game with more kills and damage than both y'all. Oh, whatever. I survived longer. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. You still didn't win. You didn't get a chicken dinner. 
I don't want a chicken dinner. I just want to get the quest done. It was funny, though. It was very fun. I laughed as soon as I fell off the bike. I was like, well, I guess that's my PUBG for the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll do it next month because I love going back to that freaking oh, game. If I see that or the Black Desert quest one more time, I'm going to fucking shoot myself in the face. Oh, my God, with these fucking repeating quests. Like, it's... Man, they pulled that uh, Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood quest out of nowhere like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, dude, I have not played this game since 2014. Yep. Like, who the fuck wants to play Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood in 2021? I don't know. Fuck. But, yeah, it was there. How is that game still on Game Pass? Like, is it made by Microsoft? No, it's not at all. Hmm. I don't know. I... Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to tweet us at M4G Podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. Drew's a DMF here. Anthony's a complacent robot. I am a ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD content and send us emails to podcasts at ZTGD.com. Uh, Phoenix Down running Diablo 2 when Drew can get connected to the server. I was about to say, maybe there'll be an episode this week. I mean, I, I'm only half three, and past two days, I haven't been able to play. That's awesome. I love server-side games. It's such a cool, yeah. cool feature. Whew. Oh, this is a long show. We all hope you stuck around to the end and enjoyed it, which I'm sure you didn't. But those of you who are still here, hey, top aces, baby. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more video games. I don't... What is What is the date on the show next week? I might be able to talk about the game I've been playing next week. I think the embargo's up um, the, 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 that week. I, I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> but let's see, guys, I think that's what we got here. Peace out, Birches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.